But yeah, those were revolutionary too when those came out. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know why they were revolutionary. Were they yeah, the first because high it married top? canvas and and were they the first rubber? high top? I I don't know. But Be- the, because of flubber, or maybe, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was just because he was that good and that's what he wore. Maybe the shoe itself wasn't revolutionary. I I don't I don't know. It was just a. So it's only named that because he wore them. I don't know. Right? I don't know. That was way before. That was before I was born. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Well, welcome back to the David Allen Show. Finally, I can't say finally because David again has bailed. And he's claiming the weather. So I figured I'd stack the room with some other guests. So Jay's with us, um, returning crazy. The ubiquitous peanut gallery is here as well. And a newbie to the show. Um, I don't know what you want to be called. <laughs> Who are you? The X-Man. <laughs> the X-Man. <laughs> lumber. Four guitars. We'll call him Jack. Jack, there he's it is. He's such a lumber. There we go. He's Jack. Jack. Jack and Jay. Hey. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's a couple things going on. And we did try to get David on the show pretty heavily. but. Um, and to be honest, we yeah. are expecting a blizzard like in the next couple of hours. I may be sleeping here. Oh, crap. We might just do a really long <laughs> session. So you say to be honest. Does that imply that you weren't being honest before? Generally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to check. I work for the government. Oh. <laughs> are you here to help? <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find my saved list here. Um, You want me to play that video to see if the count goes up? Okay, it's 534,266. It hasn't changed for me. Well, it's because you've watched it eight times. (laughs) Uh, Here's a question for you. How is it possible that Amazon does not pay federal Other income big story tax this week has to be everything happening with Amazon and opponents of Amazon's ill-fated move to New York argued that the city and state were giving the company way too many incentives to build HQ2 in Long Island City because Amazon simply didn't need them and they might be right considering that Amazon hasn't paid federal income tax in years uh, person you've been digging into this for us can you spell it out like how does <laughs> totally. this work every time you see those headlines you know this company doesn't pay taxes, you think, wait, what are you talking about? Right, and that's all put in context with the fact that a lot of people have been filing some of their returns and getting surprise tax bills, right, from the IRS. So Amazon made uh, more than 11 billion last year. That's doubled their profits from the- Who gets a surprise tax bill after you you file your taxes? Uh, She's prop, well, I don't know if it's a surprise after you file, but I think what she's referring to is that 2018 filings the returns are way down from what's expected and some people are owing and some of that well a lot of it has to do with the fact that you can't write off your state your property tax value against your state over ten thousand dollars i think uh that might be some of it but like even middle class like my wife and i we're running into a problem where uh uh, he says middle class (laughs) i know we're lower middle class but still i think we're considered middle class but uh Anyway, the um, some of the health care payment, um, 
can't remember what it's called, but there's some healthcare payment tax credit. Those completely changed in 2018. You, you mean the the penalty that you got no, not the charged no, for no, no, not no. having insurance? No, there was a certain credit that you got for for whatever your below income was, and I don't remember what that was. But oh. the income level went up, and the credit went down, and it, it's just yeah. I think that's part of it. I'm not completely positive. By the way, my count on that video is 322, not 266. So it's just. Wow. When did we first. Was that 10 minutes ago? Not even. Go do a refresh and see if your count has changed. I just let it play in the background. So that's unfortunate that that counts. <clears throat> Welcome. No. To this. So in, I don't know, so in ten five minutes? minutes, another six people watched it. No, no, no. Six. More than that, it was 266. It was 266. Like 60. Yeah, 60 people watched it. There you go. We're that's in the bad. wrong business. When you think about the full, complete interwebs. Well, that's nothing. However, 1.6 million people subscribe to this one ASMR channel. Well, maybe you need to start putting your podcast <laughs> on YouTube then. Or, or talking it really quiet. Well, you could do that. but Although, do, do you need video? Why don't you put this? You should. You should stream this. Did you want to underwrite that for us? Sorry. Because we'll gladly accept donations. Let's just get a camera. We'll gladly accept <laughs> donations. <laughs> I could probably get you a decent IP camera. Should we, like, turn the recording off for a second? No. Okay. Here. I'll look into it. <laughs> okay, do. No, I will. All right. So let's see what else this year before says. that, but yet this is a second year in a row that they will not be paying taxes. Now they don't exactly lay out their entire tax strategy, right? Because otherwise, okay. everyone else would be trying to mimic it. But it's clear they, they highlight a, a lot of their tax credits. Obviously, so with HQ two, they don't want to lay out the way they get around paying taxes because then other people will do it. That sounds like a problem. Maybe there's a problem in the the system, a flaw. Well, they didn't say it's illegal. Correct. They just they have the money to hire the lawyers. Yeah. So the money they should be paying taxes with. They were going to be getting three billion um, in tax incentives and tax breaks. <laughs> yes. um, but the fact is, all of these loopholes, all of these breaks that already exist, um, already existed before the before the passage of TCJA, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. You know, are only going to be helping them again uh, this year and probably more into the future. So, I mean, again, Amazon not going to be paying any tax, but they're not alone. Netflix is another organization that paid zero dollars in tax. They had been here in the U.S. Right here they in the U.S. Yes, we need to taxes. make that clear that that's in the U.S. And when when there was a lot well, of all that matters, Netflix so. paying zero dollars, they said, "Wait a minute, we do pay tax." And everyone was like, "Well, wait a minute, we've looked at your sheets. That actually looks to be like 131 mm -hmm. million in foreign um, tax that they're going to be paying." So I think a lot of people are rightfully angry when they know that they have to pay a lot in taxes and that. Corporations like Amazon that, again, are posting record uh, profits or, or don't have to pay any. I mean, Miles, this has been going on forever. My whole life. Since right? the, well, since since the tax yesterday code. morning, yeah, <laughs> of course. Not just Amazon, but I mean, I think yeah. I go back to a General Electric. They, there was a lot of heat on them. The New York Times had a, a big story a couple years ago about how they weren't paying anything in tax. Mm -hmm. It's not like they're doing anything illegal. They're just playing the tax advantage right. well, It's not illegal, it's, it's just working the law. And is the same thing kind of coming back to haunt So why Amazon do we care? With the $3 billion in It depends on your agenda. Okay. It depends on your agenda. If your agenda is you want to tax big companies because it's a single big tax bill, because you want to fund whatever. Out of that one 
one yeah. bill. I mean, if you want to fund big things because you, you know, for whatever reason, we can talk about those later. <laughs> Green New Deal. Um, but <laughs> then your agenda is we need to tax big business. Or you look at the fiscal conservative flip side and you say, well, wait a minute. Amazon employs 100,000 people. I don't know what they employ. Some millions. But if they if they employ, you know, a quarter of a million people that are all paying a small bill, why wouldn't you give them a tax incentive? That's my take. Because we should be able to take that money that we would give them in the tax break and use it for ourselves and distribute it ourselves and maybe hire more teachers. Could be. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's this too, is the logic of our current of some sitting representatives. But I'm right not now. gonna, and I'm not gonna. I wouldn't try to argue the economics it's it's like tomato tomato you tax a few corporations a lot of money and then they don't get the break of hiring all of the employees the employees pay less income tax individually or you get single big companies i mean it's you're gonna get the money one way or the other the other thing is though you're incentivizing a company to do business in the united states Mm -hmm. Amazon could pull its plug in the United States. It's a tech company. It could just as easily have all of its farm overseas. And it could have just a tiny, minor administrative headquarters in the United States. Delaware. Sure. So you're playing a shuffle game. What I mean, I don't know. Amazon employs 566,000 people worldwide. Worldwide. So I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that breakdown is in. But I heard that they don't even pay minimum wage in the United States, and they've got abhorrent... Um, right, because that's legal. <laughs> no, did, did you hear that one? Though? I did. Oh yeah, this is our our famed AOC. Yeah, the leader of the millennials. I've called. I've I've, I've said. <laughs> um, but he had some almost millennials in last show actually, and they didn't like being say said that she was their leader. Oh yeah, my son. They don't like my her. I have two sons that are millennials, and they don't like her. It just drives. Um, I haven't talked to him. I've got a son that's deployed right now, and I haven't talked to him about her, and he probably hasn't paid a lot of attention. But my what? Everyone pays attention to her. He's he's on a ship in the middle of the <laughs> ocean off the coast <laughs> right. of Africa somewhere. He doesn't really care. <laughs> but uh, no, my older son that just got out last year, who. Uh, he is very unhappy with the concept of being considered a millennial and is not happy that he falls into that category, nor does he look to her as a leader at all. I think one thing we haven't talked about at all is the setup for this story. For Amazon? Talking, talking about people are experiencing tax issues or tax oh, right. disappointment. So therefore yeah. it's bad. So it's bad that Amazon uses the law. And now Amazon isn't <laughs> right. even paying because it's, yeah. They're reporting something that's completely legal. It's not a story. It's, it's not a story. Right. It's not a story, but yeah. it'll get a burr in someone's bonnet because they just got a bill saying, hey, I owe the government because I didn't withhold mm -hmm. enough. So it, it's just all in that setup. Well, and to say, though, that people were surprised after they did their taxes that they would get a bill. Semantics. Well, yeah. Well, don't, yeah. No, don't, it, chase it is, on, don't chase no, her on no, the semantics. No, the point is it, the, the, the implication of that is – they sent their taxes off, and then holy crap, they got a bill. I'm surprised. Uh, who is? I think that's you're not how it I works. think you're just chasing the semantics of what she said. I think a, her point was that that people are just surprised that they're getting a tax bill instead yep. of a tax return. Refund. Yep. I I wouldn't. Not to cut you down too much, I just wouldn't chase the semantics of how she phrased it wrong. Yeah. I. 
I agree, because there are people that are surprised when they've historically gotten returns. Oh, well, there's that. Okay. Um, All right. And this year, suddenly, they're not. Now, on the flip side, my wife and I historically have had to pay in every year. <laughs> this year was great. So Trump was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> this year, we actually got a return and even withheld enough so I didn't have to pay the state of Minnesota to work over there. So, But is that is that because you changed your tax withholding? Yes. Okay, so that's, totally. a, that's yeah. a difference then. Yep. So, And we try to play the game where we come close to even. Yep. And the last few years, we have gotten a return, and some of that is because of the Affordable Care Act and sure. the credit that you get back depending on your income. Mm-hmm. And 2018, we are not, I think we're going to almost completely break even. Like we're going to owe the IRS like 150 bucks, and we're going to get 100 back from Minnesota. So we're going to be real even, which nice. I'm fine with. Yep. I would much rather not loan them money. And well, right. Ultimately, that should be that. the goal. Yeah. 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 But see, we've been conditioned in our culture to think that, oh, free that's money. extra money. Yay. Yay. Yeah, exactly. it's yeah. free money. Yeah. Right, right. It ain't free. They're so nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, though? There are some people that do get free money. You get enough credit. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. what is that? Earned? Earned income. Earned income well, credit. Yeah. Well, well, child credit is actually um, r- returnable as cash. But isn't there a way now that you can literally get back more than you put in. Yeah, it's called the child tax credit. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because yeah. it's never been it's, fortunate enough to take advantage of that. <laughs> it's actually payable to you. So it, if you owe tax, they'll take that, you know, they'll take it off. And then anything over that, it's money in your pocket. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a uh, returnable, it, it's an actual credit. It's not that it reduces your taxable amount. It does that, but it actually is dollars to you. Okay. Well, it's, I mean, it works out. I'm not going to complain about it. But oh, says the person with <laughs> with the with my the, last kid was born in November. With so the litter. <laughs> That's right. Says the says the person with a litter. Whatever. Uh, here's the story. I know uh, David and I, and I think Jay was in this conversation. We talked about this. Um, a grandfather in Oklahoma <clears throat> of an Oklahoma teen. Um, was let's see three Oklahoma teenagers were killed last week this was actually a couple of years ago when the story broke but it's intriguing the thought process um, when they broke into a house and were met by a homeowner with an AR-15 and now the grandfather of one of the teenagers is speaking out not fair about his grandson's death um, Leroy Schumacher grandfather of 17 year old Jacob Redfern believes the death of Redfern was unjustified because the homeowner's AR-15 gave him an unfair advantage over the three burglars. Isn't that what you want if someone is breaking into your stuff? Don't you want to have an advantage over them? I, I think that's partly the point. Yeah, that's like saying the lock on the door gave him an unfair advantage. <laughs> of keeping them out? Yeah. But they didn't. We didn't come with yeah. the tools to open that door. <laughs> now, yeah, one the the death is different, <laughs> right? But, so, is, I mean, the, is the grandfather is it officially, or is he officially suing for wrongful death, or something, a civil case of some type, or is it just publicity at this point? I didn't see any additional. I thought it was just more a story. Okay, publicity. Yeah, I, I think it is just PR. <laughs> he, speaking to the TV station, KTL, KTUL. Schumacher acknowledged that breaking into a house was stupid, but death was not the appropriate consequence. I, I still think I think the story is just part of an agenda, though. It's just like the tax thing. Yep. It's there's an agenda for for a long time. The 
the shootings were being made by people that retrieved guns illegally. So the argument from conservatives that were pro-gun, uh, the argument was, well, these people got the guns illegally. Mm -hmm. Well, now you're starting to see arguments like the Coast Guard guy that had an, you know, the armament in his basement and had the hit list of politicians. Everything was done legally. The guns were acquired legally. So now there's going to start... The agenda is going to flip where we're going to start seeing a lot more stories about legal gun purchasing sure. going in the wrong direction. I think. I, I think that's agenda-driven. That's what the stories are. And until another story breaks, they're going to probably keep him in the forefront, and then a new story will well, break. Well, and a story like this undermines the whole concept of private property rights. Because he's saying, well, brass knuckles against an AR-15. Come on, who's afraid for their life? Well, and not every state has What these has three the boys did was stupid. Law, uh, I don't, I, I don't know that. I, I can't know that. I'm not, I don't think every state gives you a castle law. Meaning that you can, at all costs, a stand defend your, your- A stand your ground. Pour hot like, oil on like, them. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Dig a moat. <laughs> That's the castle law. <laughs> because Minnesota is fairly vague. Minis your catapult? Minnesota's law is, is almost vague to the point that your first responsibility is to flee. And so that's your first responsibility. So it isn't a stand your ground state. You don't get to just no, claim in your own your home. Your responsibility is to flee. It has been shown in law that your responsibility is to flee first, if possible, in your own home. Yes, that's crap. I'm just telling you. I, that was one of the questions on my on my permit class. You have to prove that you couldn't flee. So where's your safe space then? It's on the college campus. My safe space was like 30 years ago in my life. Yeah. Your safe space is, well, we have a pharmacy in town where guns are banned. That's probably a safe space. There wouldn't be guns oh, there. No, nobody would go there. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's a but I do, I think enterprise. it's agenda. I, I think we're going to see more stories like this and the Coast Guard case. and there, We're going to see stuff like that where legal gun owners or guns acquired legally are... They're going to stay in the forefront. You know, there was a case, what was the case just recently where uh, it was a very minor headline, but officers picked up a guy who tried to buy a, an AR-15. He was still on probation. He had 30 days. He was denied. So he went and 3D printed his gun and which is not illegal, but he had, he was not allowed to possess a gun because of his probation or something. And so it was illegal for him. It was illegal to possess the gun, but it wasn't illegal for him to make it. It was illegal for him to possess it. So the talk the, about semantics. It is semantics, but but the the idea is he legally made a gun, but it was illegal for him to possess it. So uh, we need to get rid of lawyers. Well, you know, I mean. I I just I think it's agenda, and you're going to see the headlines twisted to kind of fit an agenda. I, I I think I mean that's that's kind of my cynical take on how the media functions. Do they have an image of the weapon? No, in that story. No, was it AR-15? Was it actually an AR-15? I, or is that just the keyword they're using to go along with their agenda? Well, Schumacher used it. The the grandpa. So for whatever that means, or whatever that's worth. In addition to Redfern, the 19-year-old Max, um, no, in, in, in addition to Redfern, 19-year-old Maxwell Cook and 16-year-old Jake Woodruff were also shot and killed. 
Getaway driver, 21-year-old Elizabeth Rodriguez, was not injured, but later arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder. She was charged with them. Hmm. One count of first-degree burglary and one count of second-degree burglary. Police say um, that she admitted to planning the burglary. What are your thoughts on party law or guilty, you mean, guilty by, I mean, so, some states call it differently, but party law or um, so if you're, if, if accessory you are to accessory, murder because you are there. Or you know about it? Yeah, well, it's not even accessory to murder. It's If, if you're in the party of a crime and a murder occurs, you're, you can be tried for murder. Not all states have it, but what are your... Agree, disagree, I'm just curious. I watched an interesting documentary today on somebody that was on death row for being in a party that committed, somebody else committed murder. I was just curious what your thoughts were. Well, years ago, back in the town we came from, there was a murder. And the son of the of our pastor, actually, and his Wife at the time or girlfriend? No, they weren't married then. <clears throat> they 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 were involved in it, I believe. They got the guns of the pastor and gave it to the guy right. that shot yeah. the girl. And then they knew where the body was, I think. I think so. And they got off or they got probation. They didn't go to jail, did yeah, they? Yeah, he went to jail. Did he? Okay. Not long. She didn't, and she was as complicit as he was, I yeah. think. But she got off. Um I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think if you provide the tools to go kill someone, sure, knowingly. But if, if I mean, then you're digging into intent. But that's, that's the point of a jury. If three it? people walk into a place to rob it and they know, and all three people know that there's a weapon and somebody dies, I think don't I, all three people need to be held responsible for that crime? I think so. What about the driver outside waiting? If he If he's a party to the crime, my value system mm-hmm. my my thought well, which we process, know is full of holes but okay my thought process <laughs> is yes i i do think yeah. that that is i mean you are otherwise um like my my wife brought up a good point as we were watching this documentary and this guy's on death row and he's pleading his case i didn't pull the trigger i was the driver of the car blah 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 and she said, yeah, well, Charles Manson didn't kill anybody either. He was the mastermind. But mm-hmm. does that mean he shouldn't be held liable for the fact that he provoked people and he convinced them to do it? How is it different? I don't know. That's, yeah. so that's, I don't know. That's way off where that's we were. an interesting question. It's though. off where we were headed, but I think, it's, I think it's interesting. You would hope that they would be able to figure out with our um, process how involved they were. But I agree, anyone that's involved, okay, if there's four people who are planning to go rob someplace, there's a weapon involved, they're all involved with that. I think so. Um, and maybe there's a difference between maybe you're the driver of the car and you didn't premeditate the murder itself, so maybe it's not premeditated murder with capital punishment. Maybe it's just capital murder on death row or on life sentence. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't. I don't morally have a problem, have a have a challenge with a party law like that. In the end, Schumacher said he supports the Second Amendment right to bear arms, but doesn't agree with killing home invaders. These boys' families are going to suffer with this the rest of their lives. We have to live with this the rest of our lives. You can't change history, but you can damn sure learn from it and make sure kids will learn from it, he said. Wait a minute. 
It said these boys are going to deal with this the rest of their these life. These boys' I, families. <laughs> oh, I thought. <laughs> they did deal with it the rest of their life. They're dead. <laughs> they're well, quick. how many it, died? Three. All three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. I think if somebody breaks into your house, you should have to get at the kitchen table and arm wrestle them. <laughs> and whoever wins, they get to either take the stuff from you or they have to leave. Hmm. Where do oh. you live? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might beat you in an arm wrestle. That's after you get past the, the AR-15. Yeah. Uh, I, they left out how big the magazine was in yeah. the story. But AR-15 means big. <laughs> AR, clear, you know. know that means assault rifle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Automatic, even. Automatic rifle, yes. <laughs> automatic rifle. It's true. It's an AAR, an automatic assault rifle. Fully semi-automatic. Uh, fully semi-automatic. <laughs> I think. Um, I think if you own a weapon, and whether you, if you utilize that weapon for home protection, it is really hard to try to convince somebody before they use that weapon for home protection. Okay, you need to stop and think: Is this person a danger to you? Is this the you fact know, that they're in they, your house should be like the, make, that. Should that question's done? Answer, well, the thing that check. was interesting. So the person that I took my permit class from is a deputy, and he, um, his point from a legal perspective was: you're supposed, to, and this was Minnesota, you're supposed to, you're only supposed to fire your weapon or be able to prove that your weapon was fired because there was a direct threat. Mm-hmm. But if somebody comes into your house unlawfully, you never know what the direct threat is. So well, there must be right. a direct but, threat. But isn't that just by definition, it's your property that is a direct threat? Not necessarily. It depends on the judge that you get. Well, exactly. And th- this is where the, the nuance comes in. They could have thought they were going into their house. <laughs> now, it's okay. true. They could have now, been from drunk a humorous off their butt. perspective, but you, maybe you not humorous. Know that. My my when my wife was in her early twenties, she was living in an apartment in the cities, and somebody walked in, hired in a kite, had no idea. He walked in and wanted to know why she was in his apartment. Hmm. Now she got him out, but the point there is, you know, it was there malicious intent. I don't know. She could have picked up a gun and shot him, but you know, it, how do you know that? How do you know? I think there has to be, you know, that's that's the, that's a stand your ground or that's the castle. How do you know if there's ill intent or not? And that's, I don't know. But this, clearly, there was ill intent. They were walking in the house to rob the place. Yeah, well, and the other girl, the driver, says she set it up. So, I, I don't know, I... The fact that you even have a getaway driver. Kinda, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> means well, and the oldest one in the group, too. You've, you've planned. Yeah, that one was a 21-year-old. Right. My mind's telling me no. But my body, my body's telling me yes. More than a decade after surviving a high-profile pornography trial, child pornography trial, R. Kelly on Friday is back in police custody. This time accused of sexual misconduct with underage girls. Oh. 
The embattled R&B star was charged with 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. He's expected to appear in bond court Saturday, today, one day after Cook County prosecutors alleged in an explosive indictment that the abuse involved four victims, at least three of them minors, from 98 to 2010. So the lyric there is, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. When he says little, is he talking about the person? Was that prophetic or... Was well, that too far? Well was played. That, was that too much? Well played. Well. Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> Miners so, were between 13 and 16, yes? From 1995? 98 when to did 2010. The song come out? <laughs> are you playing this? Are you trying to figure out what did he mean? This is the, the second highest played song on Spotify for him. For right now? Because yeah, currently, yeah. But it, this had to come out in the 90s. Oh. Uh, 93. Okay. So, okay. He's just playing out his music. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Yeah, can we? <laughs> Come on, man. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, surrounded by TV cameras, um, Kelly turned himself into police about 8.15 at the Central District Station in, uh, on the near south side. D- I mean, uh, maybe well, there's some surprise, but <laughs> is there really? I well, mean, the, I mean... I, Maybe there's surprise. I, I don't know. But I mean, the industry is that when this kind of stuff comes up in the headlines, is there really that significant surprise that this happens? No, the surprise is he got arrested. Because it's and been. And it's actually indicted. Because that, that's the surprise. Because finally there's enough evidence actually. Yeah. I mean, we're nine years later. Yeah. Asked if Kelly is the man shown in three photos purported to be from one of the alleged tapes of Kelly and an underage girl released Friday afternoon by high-profile attorney Michael Avenatti. Now, there you go. There you go, that guy. Was that Stormy Daniels' lawyer? Holy cow. Uh, Greenberg said he doesn't trust anything Avenatti says. I don't know if I would either at this point. That's almost a deal-breaker. You bring in the sleazeball lawyer... To Isn't go after, that like? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> what do they call that? Jumbo shrimp sleazeball lawyer. What is that? Uh, oxymoron. Oxymoron. No. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Although that wouldn't be no, oxymoron. No, that, that would be more like duh. double yeah. meaning, or <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're being repetitive. Redundancy. <laughs> well, there was another. Uh, not too. I just saw this. I was, talking to my daughter about this. So my daughter's 18 and you know she still is at home, but there's a lot of, she has a lot more freedoms because we're parenting a little bit less, you know, but she still lives at home. So we, I'm, and I'm the technology guy. So I'm completely paranoid about anything cyber related. But I just read a case where this kid, 20, mid twenties, YouTube hip hop guy, White guy, kind of a Justin Bieber, similar kind of person, um, but had millions of followers, I guess, on YouTube. And he started private messaging underage girls and getting them to send pictures because of his fame. And 
Now he's up on multiple counts. Kind of the same thing. The Orchids of Asia Day Spa was an open secret around Southeast Florida, well known for blending the opulent. Talk about an oxymoron (laughs) open secret. (laughs) With the the sordid. Online reviews on a site called rubmaps.com cited paid sex services in vulgar terms including, oh jeez, rub and tug. Another on Yelp.com noted a happy ending. It was here, aside a nail salon and outback steakhouse in the town of Jupiter, that the police say Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, was twice dropped off by a chauffeured vehicle. Worth $4.4 billion, he paid, the police say, between $59 and $79 for sex acts. An explicit police affidavit says the encounters didn't include intercourse. The case has... (laughs) The case has peeled back one of the most unsavory aspects of this stretch of Florida, where a playground of the wealthy filled with golf courses, how about that, and beaches meets with what authorities say may be a human trafficking ring spanning from China to the U.S. I think that's the bigger story. Probably. There are multi-million dollar mansions as well as the (laughs) massage tables that police say women slept on when not engaged by customers. I mean, really, if a billionaire wants to go pay 80 bucks for a hand job, pardon the term, but if he does, so be it. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> it, to me, that's just completely stupid. However, I think the bigger story is where are these girls coming sure. from? Is it, What's the sex trafficking well, background? Yes. I would wonder what... Th- that, that and this. Yeah. That Ju- and this. Jupiter... <laughs> So uh, Jupiter is home to countless celebrities and sports stars, as well as the Trump National Golf Club, where the president golfed with Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas earlier this month. Non sequitur. Of course it is. 30 minutes to the south and in the area around near Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club, there are $10 million, home, $10 million homes tucked behind carefully groomed hedges and the valet lines team with Lamborghinis and Rolls Royces. I like that they just plant his name in the story. As yeah. If, as, yeah. Well, how many times can we name? <laughs> yeah, to me, that is the entire point of this. Is this happened? Bob Kraft is a buddy with Trump. They're friends. So does that mean Tiger Woods is somehow guilty too because he's golfed with <laughs> no, Trump in that he's, area? No, he's a name. Well, Jack he's Nicholson is there too. Nick Nicholas, Nicholas. Well, Jack I'm Nicholson. Not the Joker. Jack Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> could be. You never know. Here's Johnny. <laughs> um. So is is this a is this a, a blow to the Patriots? Is this one more dig at them? Because people hate them because they keep winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, they're cheaters. Everyone, I mean, the, the the moniker of cheater is just there. Patriots and cheater are on the same, typically in the same breath with a I lot think, of people. You know. So is this gonna, one more dig at them? It's a dig, but you know, if, if this doesn't turn into a bigger story that they can actually track down sex trafficking out of this somehow. There's a warrant for Kraft's arrest. Yeah, but it's unless they can unless they can pin this onto something bigger, kill it's not it's it's dumb. It's a dumb charge unless this turns into something bigger. Otherwise, it's a what? He paid 80 bucks. Who cares? I mean, I do, but really, who cares? I mean, do you think that there, how many times did he blow off parking tickets? Or It's different, but if there's sex trafficking and they can get into that, that's going to be the bigger story. I See, the, the news doesn't care about that, though. The sex trafficking? Yeah. I think they no, do. No, 
You don't think so? No, they hate Trump. The news hates Trump. This is a, from Bloomberg. This you know, article you know the one good thing about what's happening right now is it's no longer that was Bush's fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's not there anymore. It used to, everything w. was Bush's fault. Yeah, it's not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be President Trump's fault for decades. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it was. I got a parking ticket. It was it's Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this do to the Patriots? Nothing. Nothing. No, I don't they'll think they'll so. get a fine. For some reason, well, the NFL what? will find them. Are you them. kidding? You think so? Yeah, they'll find them and slap them on the wrist. Which I don't understand why. It's not like the organization actually did anything. Is it I don't know. Possibly do the owners, because it do looks the bad a, on the NFL. Do the owners have a contract? <laughs> Because the, the a, players a conduct contract similar to the players. I, I well, don't the know. players messing with their people isn't black eye enough on the NFL. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> got to go after the one rich white guy that's doing something bad. The difference is that players are employees and yep. have a conduct contract. Sure. I don't know to the if team. owners do. No, no, no. NFL well, also. Well, sure. To be part of the club, they have certain rules, and the <laughs> Brady gets protected from breathing on because part of their players' union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have they have a conduct clause in their team, but it but the conduct clause is universal for their players union. So I don't I don't, I don't know, know how that relates to ownership though. I I don't either. I unless this turns into something bigger like a sex trafficking ring or you know somehow he was actually involved in the prostitution ring, it's going to go away. It's going to he's just he'll just he's going to play down the role of yeah, okay, whatever. And he'll pay his fine and he'll go away. Yeah. It's just not. I just don't see this as being a story unless they pick something bigger. Uh, another story from ProFootballTalk.NBCSports.com. Patriots owner Robert Kraft has been named as one of those involved in a prostitution sting in Florida, but he's far from the only one involved. And he may not be the most famous person involved. That, I think, is the 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 feather they're dangling out there. Because the implication is it's Donald Trump. Because right near, right it near is there, and they oh, oh, he's buddies with Kraft. He's right down from Mar-a-Lago, where he goes all the time. I mean, he's that that's his Southern command. He's there, and Kraft is his buddy. Maybe so. Trump is the guy they're begging for to be listed. Do you really think if they had that, they would not have already played that? No, they don't have it. Is what I'm saying. Or do you think that they're going to try to? Are def- they going to hold need on Avenatti to that one to bring it up again? <laughs> Find another Daniel. Are they going to? Are they going to hold on to that one for six months when we get into the the heat of the primary and could, then? Probably could be. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. They hate Trump. And honestly, if there's a sex trafficking thing going on, that needs to be stopped. Yeah, it's less important. To the news. What news value is there in saying that um, this prostitution stuff is pretty close to where Trump lives? Well, not, why, nothing why unless you hate Trump. Why is that newsworthy? Yeah, well, you're right. Because well, it's, it's Trump's, not it's Trump's even name. remotely. Yeah, how many other, I mean, if there's $10 million homes there, how many other famous mm-hmm. or newsworthy people could have been listed as a name? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and they've said, oh, there are other names that no, we don't know. No one knows. They're nobodies. But then there are other big names. We'll say them. They have like 20-something names that ESPN has, and there's supposedly another 100 or something that they are getting from some leaker. I don't know. ESPN has the names? That's what, that's what I read yesterday. 
they set up hidden cameras in that spa. ESPN did? I don't know who did. <laughs> Probably. I, I do anticipate it's... Saturday Night Live to have a little fun Oh, with man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and Trump will be in the midst of it. The midst of it, I bet. This from U- USA Today yesterday. Baldwin needs to make his money somehow. Oh. Yeah. He's got a TV, like a game show. Um, brother, Are you smarter than President Trump? No. <laughs> Robert Kraft will get his day in court while facing two misdemeanor charges of soliciting prostitution. But for, from the moment Jupiter, Florida, police identified the New England Patriots owner as part of a sting operation investigating possible human trafficking, it was apparent that Kraft's mere presence in the matter is already responsible for staining the NFL's so-called shield. Nearly three weeks ago, Kraft basked in the glory of yet another Super Bowl crown for the Patriots. Last weekend, he rolled with the ballers and rappers during the NBA All-Star weekend. And now he's the biggest name to be released so far by police, who declared Friday that they have video evidence that proves the Patriots owner, who's 77, twice paid for sexual acts. No, it's not good for the brand, and when the owner of the NFL's most successful organization of this era attracts such scandalous attention lining up in the news cycle on Friday, and likely for weeks beyond, with the likes of Jussie Smollett, R. Kelly, and his Oval Office pal, Donald Trump. Say it ain't so, Bob. So, the USA Today is calling for the NFL. Um... The statement from the NFL, the NFL is aware of ongoing law enforcement matter and will continue to monitor development. So I think you're right. They'll get hit somehow. But what? that's nothing. That That's nothing to them, to hurt them. Yeah. And I think at the beginning of that article, it said everything. Two misdemeanor charges. Yeah. yeah. It's the same. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay a parking ticket. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just a... That's what, there's got to be something bigger here. I, I just yes. I don't know what it is yet. It is. But. It's he's big enough name, but he's buddies with Trump. In fact, that they list it here. It's like three paragraphs in. I don't know if. Well, I think there is that angle, but I think even more so, there's enough people that hate the Patriots. That is true. You're that, right. That's yeah. probably the main thing. It's just a bonus that he's friends <laughs> with the right. president of the United States. <laughs> the hated. Yeah. Oh, did you see, sorry, staying in the sports world, um, the controversy over Nike. Did you see that? The um, What, the best player in the country right now plays for Duke? Oh, and he his blew out shoe his shoe? blew apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and he was out, it was like early in the game, and he was out the rest of the game. They did lost. you hear about the ticket cri- prices on that oh, game? Oh, yes. It oh, was Super hand. Bowl worthy. It was like, yeah. they were like a couple grand for basic well, tickets. Obama was there. No. And um, the guy who sang the national anthem is a friend of my wife's who sang that at that game. She went to school with him, I think. Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. Uh, Lindquist? Uh, Anyway. Something. There's a picture. Anyway. But. So Nike's stock dropped almost instantly after that by two two points, I think. But don't worry. They were making the Kaepernick jerseys at the same time. So (laughs) it balanced out. (laughs) Those sold out really quickly. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> nice. And who said he can't win anything? He did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I saw some some funny tweets where um, him saying, where's the Under Armour contract I can sign? Oh. Like right after that. Let's <laughs> get this Nike off. I don't know. Do you think that stuff matters? 
do these companies pay so much in to get their name out there for these high profile players that it will hurt them? Initially, I think the the shock reaction will hurt him a little bit, but I'll guarantee him a shoe contract as soon as he goes pro that no lie. That'll it'll be fine. Yeah. It'll work out just fine. And I don't think he can have a contract yet as a Oh really? College player, right? So how do they do that? I'm sure. I'm sure he paid for those shoes, <laughs> or maybe it was part of the program. Uh, I right. think I th- yes. Uh, no. Well, the Nike's allowed to provide uniforms to the school. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. I mean, well, yeah. look at what Nike does for University of Oregon. Oh, hello. How, how many different uniforms does that university have? They don't play games? the same one. Twelve twice. games, thirteen yeah. uniforms. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, they've got their. They've got. They've also got their home photography uniform and their away photography yeah. uniform. It's probably more like fourteen. Maybe their Christmas jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, do they give him shoes? No, but they give the school. You know. I, I bet you he's not going to go out with duct tape on his shoes the next time. He'll probably no. have some new shoes. Yes. Obviously, uniform. Yep. obviously that's not, it's not indicative of a Nike quality product. I mean, Sweatshops. How, what? They're made in Vietnam. <laughs> Are you kidding? I mean, so, so maybe, so is this like a, a peek into the dark workings of mass production of clothing? Oh, gee, whatever. No. Come, <laughs> Come on. on. If you, how many times has this happened before? Right. Like on camera? Right. Well, and with the, the, so what? Star of the Is it world, like you're a coast-to-coast truck driver and you get one ticket in a 30-year career? Does that I mean that's I think that's a pretty good track record. Yeah. See the pun there? Track yeah, record. That was that was good. That was pretty good. Good puns don't have to be um <clears throat> explained away. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was a good pun, but you know, helping the audience there. Uh-huh. The audience. Audience. <laughs> that's not a word, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. The listener. <laughs> the listener, yes. Thank you for the listening. David's listening. Maybe. He's probably not. You're probably right. Did you see the documentary on the AJ1? No. It's on Netflix. AJ? The AJ1. Air Jordan? Air Jordan. No. Because of how it was made? Yeah, it's it's just a documentary on that, and it was, I thought, I I watched the whole thing, which is surprising. And all these people talk about how great the shoe was, and it changed the world. And it's just a tennis shoe. Well, I mean, but worn by Jordan though. Yeah. I don't know. But they signed him up before he was Jordan. He was just this kid that came out of North Carolina, and I think he was drafted pretty pretty low, like number well not low, but number six, I believe. Hmm. Well, before him, what was the was there another no, was deal third. like that outside of Chuck Taylor? No, the big brands they were wearing Converse shoes and But did they have a name behind a shoe? No, you mean Nike? Anybody. I mean, you had your Chuck Taylors, but and you know, and that happened, but then after that, between Chuck Taylor and Air Jordan Nike's, what was there a person that had their name on a shoe? I don't think so. I don't think I cared enough <clears throat> to even know the answer to that. A great question. I does it matter? I don't know that it matters. I mean, in but the, it's in but the nineties. There's some sports trivia for you. Yeah, I wore a Via, but because was there a, 
Clyde Drexler wore them. I don't think they were his signature shoe, though. Clyde the Glide. Mm-hmm. Did he have? Did he have glider? Did he have Clyde the Glide of Via shoes? A shoe with his name stamped I don't, on them. I don't them? know. I don't think so. I don't know. They were dumb. Why I had them, I don't know. But Clyde anyway. the Glide. Way back, man. In the mid to late seventies, Converse shot back with their new weapons worn by Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. The nineteen eighties saw Nike, Nike technology with the introduction of Air Force One. Legendary air, air soul. So there weren't Air Force One. There weren't signature shoes. So Jordan, that the Air Jordans were the first, like with a player's oh, name oh, on oh, it. Oh, I believe oh. so. Uh, in the mid early rookie, Michael Jordan gave different brands a name in the basket. Uh, yep. What followed was Adidas's Ewings, ah. which broke away from the giant manufacturer to stand on its own two feet. Simply call itself the Ewings. So. Well, that's Chuck a, Taylor good. was the first. Yeah. Yep. He was the first. But between there... And you can still buy Chuck Taylors, which is interesting. That's crazy. But yeah, those were revolutionary, too, when those came out. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know why they were revolutionary. Were they yeah, the first high top? Because it married canvas and, and I don't know. Were they the first rubber? high top? I, I, I don't know. But Be- the, Because of flubber. Or maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe it was just because he was that good, and that's what he wore. Maybe the shoe itself wasn't revolutionary. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't know. It was just a. Eh. So it's only named that because he wore them. I don't know. Right? I don't know. That was way. Bef- that was before I was born. And here, I thought you were much older than that. No, no, no. He <laughs> he played Who's Chuck a, Taylor. Chuck Taylor. He was a basketball guitar player. player. Oh, that's Chuck Berry. That's Chuck Berry. Never Chuck heard Taylor. Of he played in the fifties, right? Um, <laughs> did they have shoes in the 50s? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they played barefoot. I don't know. Chuck Taylor was a basketball player. They wore shorty shorts, that's for sure. Well, they didn't. They did not have the, yeah. Hey, Charles Hollis. I have a segue. Charles Hollis Taylor was have, an American basketball player and basketball shoe salesman slash product marketer who is best known for his association with the Chuck Taylor All-Stars, which he helped to improve and promote. He was born 1901, and he died 1969. Known for Chuck Taylor All Stars. He helped improve them. Have you ever worn Chuck Taylors? <laughs> it's like a so slab what, of leather with laces. What were they what? before? That's there the was question. no support. There was. I mean, it's like walking on. Yeah, those. I don't know how. The, well, anyway, I don't know who know. I don't know what they wore. What did they wear before? Leather sandals. I don't. I don't know. Well, hey, did yeah, you happen they're to, not different. They're the same shoe that's been around for 60 years. Or 50 years, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, what did he do? Did he, did he increase the sole thickness? So on the court since 1907, Converse became a name synonymous with basketball. By about 1917, just about every serious player had a pair of All-Stars on their feet. Oh. There you go. Talk about a, a design that's... Stayed true to Stood itself. the test of time, right. They don't look different. No. A little bit, no, they're not. The badge is even the same. Yeah. There's no, well, now you can get them in low top. Although I don't know that yeah, they're called that Chuck Taylors. Yeah, but that wouldn't be called, yeah, that, well, it's not the all-star. Or maybe that's not the all-star, yeah. But now the shoe itself is iconic. It, it's It's the shoe, it's not the... 
it's uh, like Levi. It's like owning a Levi what pair of five hundred ones. Um, no, read that second <laughs> paragraph. The no, Chuck sir. Taylor Two, an imp- an improved model, was announced by company management in July two thousand fifteen, incorporating Nike technology. It retains <laughs> the outward appearance of the original sole while employing a modern, lightweight material for the insole. That's interesting. So theoretically, from fifteen on, they will be more comfortable. Uh, it's interesting. I don't know. like Nike shoes. Converse, <laughs> Converse took on Nike technology. Interesting. Can I you imagine know. a modern basketball player playing in that shoe? No. It's a flat sole. They don't cost enough. Well, there's that. For consumers. <laughs> they get given to the player. Hmm. But it looks like Converse was bought by Nike in 03. Is that correct? Go up top. Subsidiary of Nike Incorporated since 2003. Hmm. Now that I didn't know. Well, there you go. Is that um? <coughs> would that be a monopoly? No, no. There's other names out there. You had a segue. You said no. I had no segue. Oh. I just wanted to stop talking about Chuck Taylor shoes. <laughs> that in itself would be a segue. Did you guys happen? Did I, you, is it did two you wheels? Have, yeah, did I you saw one. That segue. was in the Mall of America the other day. <laughs> did you take a Segway tour? And I think Paul Blart was there. You know, the last time I was in Mall of America, <laughs> this is no joke. I, I, I was picking somebody up from the airport. I had an hour and a half to kill because I was early. I parked. I got a like right next to the Sears or something parking spot. Amazing parking spot. I walked in. I got 30 feet heard the noise of just people and decided I have no interest in being here at all. And I turned around and I left and I, I paid for parking so I could sit in a quiet parking stall instead of at the airport, instead of going into the mall of America. I think in all the times I've been to the mall, I don't think I've ever bought anything in that mall. We've always just gone to like the kids. Elsie might want to go shop or something, but no, I take that back. I bought a Starbucks. Disregard the whole conversation. Does, does that count, though? <laughs> Probably paid $3 more than you normally no. would. Yeah. Hey, look up the photographer who ran over Usain Bolt with a Segway. It's oh, on geez. YouTube. Now, that's a Segway right there. That's a Segway. Ah, oh, that's pretty good. It's pretty funny. How do you spell his name? A-I-N. Something like that. Fastest, F-A-S-T. Yes. Wonderful. This cracks me up. Oh, 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 boom. Ah, mamma mia. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of course, you'll have to do your own research, people, because this is the uh, magic of radio. But, so he got caught on the camera rail to the left of him, right? Yep. It's funny. He was and wasn't watching where he was nearly going. destroyed the fastest man in the world. And he gets oh. up and limps away. <laughs> wow. And with so, that. Okay, so with videos. Yes. Did you guys watch the Diane Feinstein video of her having an office full of middle schoolers show up in her office? Oh, this is amazing. No. Well, Why? it's 15 to it's too long. It's a 15 minute video, so it's too long for here, but the Well, and it's a video. <laughs> that's true, it's a video. But there's good audio. But here's the point. 
So she impromptu has like, I don't know, probably 15 or 20 middle schoolers with a couple moms show up in her office in San Francisco and they start pestering her about how they want her to sign the Green New Deal. Mm. Middle schoolers? Middle schoolers with a couple of moms, a couple of of high schoolers, but primarily that's what it was. She was, I will say, she was extremely polite Mm -hmm. despite their disrespect for the fact that, for the position that she holds. And the fact that she's 80. But these middle schoolers were trying to explain to her why she had to vote yes, and she was trying to explain to them that doesn't make sense because it's not going to pass. So we've created an alternate bill, and she starts to actually school them on how the legislature works, and these middle schoolers are trying to argue with her about how they, the people like them voted for her, and she stops like them. them. She stops. She stops one of them, and she says, "How old are you?" I'm 16. Well, then you didn't vote for me, and you don't know how this works. <laughs> and she says, "Before you put my bill down, how about you read it and consider that maybe there's an alternate way to make this work?" <laughs> and she says, "There's no money for the Green New v- New Deal. So what do you want to happen? Well, if this isn't fixed in 10 years." It's not going to get fixed in 10 years, and we don't have the money. Even if we did have the money, it still wouldn't be fixed in 10 years. Mm. That's just a great video. It's a, but the thing that's sad, I think um, I think our mutual buddy sent us a video. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but Louder with Crowder did a clip on how the um, the left is creating some significant problems because you have... Democrats mm-hmm. who have a similar goal as Republicans, we just go about, we just go by approaching it differently. We have different solutions, but the goal is to make the United States a better place. Hmm. But the left is screwing all of that up because the left doesn't have a common goal. So you've got these middle schoolers. I think that's the real lesson is you have these middle schoolers that are being indoctrinated to be leftists and not be willing to come to the table and sit and talk about solutions, but deal with everything emotionally, make impulsive emotional decisions. They want you to vote emotionally instead of sitting down and having a logical conversation on how do we how do we find a solution and come to common ground? And that was the point she was making. We've got to find a way to come to common ground with Republicans that are in control of the Senate and come up with something that would work. That's the way legislation is supposed to work. This whole AOC movement is wildfire, and it's emotional politics. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. I'm trying to find the number of the bill that just failed yesterday in the Senate in South Dakota, or, like, fully. In Um, South Dakota? Yes, um, to make texting while driving, or no, using a handheld device while driving a primary offense statewide. And there was some, I wanted to read it because some of the definitions were insane. How's that connected to Green New Deal? No, it's just government overreach. Oh. So it's very similar. <laughs> Is that government overreach? Or is that redundancy in legislation? Well, it's redundancy. Um, What is it called? Why would you consider that, or why would you use the term government overreach? 
Uh, well, first off, I there's no reason to have another bill because there's already distracted driving in my. I mean, you can already be pulled over for that. Except distracted driving is not a primary offense. But should, but should it be? Sure. Meh. I don't think so. Well, why would distracted driving? I'll just play devil's well, advocate. If that's the case, then your children in the back wouldn't allow you to drive. If, well, your children in the back shouldn't drive. No, wouldn't allow you to drive, to be able to, because you would be distracted. Especially if a I little would agree, one. I agree, though. Say, if your so, children, so if you're going to go down the road children, of your phone being a problem, you shouldn't probably be able to have passengers turn out, take out the radio. But and it's it, but distracted driving. It's it's kind of the it's the same terminology of driving too fast given the conditions. Distracted driving. You can have kids in the back that don't necessarily affect your driving. You can have a radio that doesn't affect your driving. That's not distracted driving. It can be a distraction, but it isn't for all. Correct. Now Having for this me, this in there isn't by default distracted driving. Right. But if you have it in your if hand If I'm doing and you're this, texting, it is. Yes. Well, of course. Well. But if I'm eating a hamburger, it's the same thing. It could at be. At some level. I don't disagree with you. If you have a screaming baby that's but a I, month old and is just yelling in the back. And I don't know what the language- So should we stop? I don't know what the language is of the South Dakota law, but but if what well, you're it saying- it failed, so. If, if what you're saying is that it makes distracted driving a primary offense- it used to be that not wearing a seatbelt was not a primary offense. You had to get pulled over for something else first, and then they could give you a ticket for not having a seatbelt. But in Minnesota, distracted driving is not a primary offense. Case in point, I was coming home from dinner with my wife three weeks ago, and I got pulled over by a state trooper, and he wanted to know, he's like, hey, you hit the yellow line and then you hit the white line. Where are you coming from? Were you the bar? Were you distracted? And I'm like, no, I, actually, no, not at all. We're just having conversation. Ah, he just kind of looked so you're in. Distracted. He just kind of looked in, and he's like, "All right, well, I just saw you hit the center line, and then a little bit later, you hit the white line. I just wanted to make sure you're okay." And that was it. Away you go. Nice. You know, that's policing, in my opinion. Right, but yeah. if it was a primary offense, the issue could have been. If there would have been evidence of my phone out, let's say it wasn't in my pocket. Let's say it would have was sitting in my, in front of me or in my cup holder. A primary offense, if there would have been evidence, then at probable cause, could he have looked at my phone to see if there was a text message sent or received at the time I was swerving? I, I think a primary offense, that's the difference in the bill. Okay. My opinion. So there's a whole, most of this text of this thing is definitions. But then the actual change in the the bill to be amended to read as such. No mobile electronic device used in violation of Section 2 or Section 3 of this Act may be seized. Let's see. Um, by a, is that the, Hold on. Part of it's to be repealed. Where is it at? Oh, here we go. No person may access, read, or post to a social networking site while operating a motor vehicle. A violation in this section is a class two misdemeanor. So that was the change. Posed to what? A social networking site. That's what about sending a text message to yeah, somebody's that's a phone? Stupid, that's yeah. a stupid law. The wording was terrible. They're trying to make it way too. I can see why it failed. They're trying it's to make it specific. way too specific. You've got to generalize that. I can be changing the song on my phone. Yeah. And that or was, sending that'd be a legal? or sending a text message or taking a video of the driver next to me. So and then, but then it says no 
mobile electronic device used in violation of Section 2 or 3 of this Act may be seized by law enforcement officer to establish a violation. Oh, that means they can't search your phone. Well, first off, there's well, I don't think they could search your phone anyway. But well, why wouldn't? Why couldn't they? Well, they can't compel you to give up your password. The Supreme Court has ruled that that is a violation of the Fifth Amendment. You cannot be compelled to give your password up. Can you be compelled to unlock your phone? Not if it's a password. You can plead the Fifth. But can you now? The one thing they did they say. Make, oh yeah. They can compel you to put your finger on it. Okay. Against your will. Or look at it in a face. Well, and that, it must be, yeah. So Apple added a little feature that if you hit this, your power button five times in a row, it disables the biometrics in your phone. The the question... Well, it, it becomes, But it says, however, a mobile electronic device may be seized upon compliance with the seizure... With the search and seizure requirements in chapters 23 and 30 through 35. So I don't know what those read. So they can get it for something. But so, and I was talking to our, one of our senators today about it, and he voted against it because he said essentially what it did is it made looking down at your lap a, for a primary offense. Because, I mean, a, if you have a, something here and an officer sees you and you look down, well, bam, you're ta- on your phone. Maybe I wasn't. There's no way to monitor that. There's no way to really police that. I mean, if you're driving up to a stoplight on your phone like this, that's, I, that's a different story. Shocking the majority. how many people right. I oh, see that all the are time. like that. Yeah. But that, I think, would already fall under distracted driving laws that exist. So but why can't they go after them? it's a secondary offense, they can't pull if over I'm driving, it. if I am not doing anything else illegal in my driving, but it, but is that see, see that, that's what me. I don't know is that secondary I, I don't and know. I don't know the answer that, to that. I don't know the answer to that here's what I don't get is it breaks down what the definitions are what a uh, mobile electronic device is and does it allow for voice command to post because I can voice I can voice to text okay definitions um Mobile electronic device. Any handheld or portable electronic device capable of providing wireless data or voice communication between two or more persons or amusement, including a cellular telephone, broadband personal communication device, two-way messaging device, text messaging device, pager, electronic device that can receive or transmit text or character-based images, access or store data, or connect to the internet, personal digital assistant, laptop computer, computer tablet, standalone computer, portable computing device, mobile device with a touchscreen display that is designed to be worn, like watch, um, electronic game, equipment that is capable of playing a video, taking photographs, capturing images, or recording or transmitting video, or any similar device that is readily removable from a vehicle and is used to write, Send or read text or data or capture images or video through manual input. Does that mean a paper notebook? Well, that would not fit <laughs> within the electronic definition. <laughs> Just saying, Alan, uh, a paper notebook would not. I, I, I would say that. Any similar device. <laughs> 
readily removable from a vehicle and is used to write, send, or read text or data or capture images or video that have through broadband. manual input. What about vehicles that have broadband built in with heads-up displays? The term does not include a radio designed for the citizens' band service or the amateur radio service. CQ, CQ. <laughs> yeah, but what if it's but what if it's built? What if it's a a vehicle with broadband built in? that you are distracted by the screen. Well, but you can't, if you're driving, those disable any manual input. Your phone doesn't by default necessarily. Now, Waze, the map app, if you are moving and you go to input it, it goes, holy crap, are you a passenger or the driver? And so you push the yeah, passenger, passenger button. Yeah. And you then... know, here's where, here's where, <laughs> Oh, yeah. you're right, I'm the yeah, driver, right. sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> You know, here's where this is going to go, and I don't know that I'm necessarily opposed to this, uh, but I've only thought of this superficially, is it's going to become a safety standard in cars to have a, disab a disabler when you, get in when you turn the engine on, there's a cell phone scrambler in the vehicle. But that means everyone in the car will lose cell phone so ability. Uh, so be it. I don't think the citizens will appreciate that. Maybe not. But everybody in the vehicle has to wear a seatbelt now, and it used to be just the driver. It used to be just the people in the front. You didn't have to have a car seat. I mean, it's it's progressive safety issues. I don't know if I have an issue with it. I haven't thought about it super deep, you know, but I would imagine. Well, the step's already in place because they have a do not disturb function built in, and you can turn it on do not disturb while driving in the Apple world. Right. So that's but already that's based there, off of the you, cell phone, and you can turn correct, it off. Correct, right. But what they, what they have to talk the cell phone companies into doing is turning that on without an option to turn it off. I don't know that they'll talk the cell phone companies into doing that, but do you think that it's possible? Of course it is. That technology would exist in a, in a vehicle that within... So they're going to put... The cab will be a Faraday cage? Yeah. Within three feet of the, within three feet of the steering wheel, there's no, there's no cell phone signal. I think the fix for all this is AI. So you couldn't call in a drunk driver that you happen to see? Maybe it allows no. 911. I don't know. Does maybe that? The, maybe the caveat is that vehicles will have 911 service. Those all on. Well, everything's going to be connected with 5G now. So I wonder if that would also apply to a laptop that's in the in the console of a policeman's oh, car. Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, this section does not apply. Exempted from so if you drive. if you get run over by a police car, they're not liable. That's different than if you get run uh, over. By I don't a, know. Yeah. I don't know that they're not liable for running you over if they're <laughs> well, staring at their laptop. Well, they're not they liable for liable, that offense. <laughs> but but it, having but having it's not laptop. because they were on their laptop because they were supposedly on that for yeah. their work. Right. But there's a whole carve out of how what's not what it doesn't apply to. I've been in vehicles with people to... who are on their cell phone because of their work. Yeah, are they exempt? Uh, only if it they are. It depends on the type of work. Taxi. In some states, you know, taxi. Well, I was in an Uber in downtown Minneapolis a few weeks ago, and he was all over that phone. Yeah, and um, he was calling different places downtown. So in Minnesota, it is. You can use your phone for calling, mm -hmm. and hands-free is not required, but you cannot use it for texting or data. You mean you can't, like, get on the web? Right. Okay. But, data. Texting but data. But maps are data. 
if we're going to get technical. You're, yeah, that's a semantics thing. My, uh, my point is right. you, you can use your phone in Minnesota for calling and hands-free is not required as of now. In so Oregon, you can't even look at your phone. I know. California is the same way. Like, if you touch your phone, that's a first offense, I think $1,000 fine. You can't call, you can't answer the telephone. So if your vehicle has hands-free on the steering wheel, you're not allowed to use that? I don't know. Yeah, you'd have to, because you can put the phone in the glove box or in the little cubby and then have that, yeah. Right. But If you super glue this to your dashboard, is it not mobile anymore? You can't take it off. That was a, a caveat in there. Had to oh, be it had to be removable. Removable. Right. Uh, this does not apply to the use of a mobile Loophole. electronic device in a voice-operated or hands-free mode if the operator of the motor vehicle does not use his or her hands to operate the device, except to activate or deactivate a feature or function of the device. Well, I'm activating that website I'm looking at. I'm activating the text message. Why does this no. bug you so much? <laughs> I don't love government. <laughs> well, I understand that. Um, I, I just don't think that, that there needs to be new laws in place that that are that break down this much nuance. I think this is too detailed, I'd agree. But what if the what if the basic law was just changed from a secondary offense to a primary offense? Of distracted driving across yeah, the board? Across mm-hmm. the board distracted driving. I don't think that's a huge issue. Just thinking. But that is subjective though. What is distracted driving? Well, it impair it impairs your ability to drive. Right. So, but that can be so many things. Of course, it can. But so is driving too fast for the conditions. They have those generic laws out there to allow officers to give a ticket for something that is subjective at the time. But if you made distracted driving, distracted driving, a primary offense, of course it's subjective. But doesn't that cover the issue at that point? It's like murder is against the law. Do we need to have a law that says killing Murder. somebody with a gun is against the law? No, murder's already against the law. Yeah. So if if distracted driving becomes a primary offense, does that not cover the issue? Regardless of what you're doing. I've seen Is any have you ever traveled to Boston? Nope. Anybody traveled to Boston? It's been almost 20 years since I've been there, but when I was there uh, on business, I took cabs everywhere cuz I was petrified to drive. These people will read a book in traffic. I kid you. I can remember seeing people with the newspaper wide open on their steering wheel. That's distracted driving. Now, that was 20 years ago. Cell phones weren't around. There was like mobile PDAs, but it was different. But still, that's distracted driving. So like people displaying affection on the car on the road? Yes. Is that what that was? Yes. A, well, mo- I've seen a mobile that too. PDA? I have seen that too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem. That was in California. I did, I did I did happen to see we that as well. We don't need details. No, not so not so much. I don't know. Uh, let's just say that Robert Kraft would probably be familiar <laughs> with what I saw. <laughs> and there's your callback. I don't know. I did this just I I, I don't know. I, I do when agree you start with adding you that... more and more laws on the books that the police have to know then you're going to get more abuse of it. I, I Okay, I, I agree that this law that you're reading is too detailed. But I also think 
that there should be a mechanism when my safety is at jeopardy because of your poor decision, somehow there needs to be a mechanism to make that a primary offense, I think. I, I agree. I think you see someone driving down the road with their hand. They're, they've got their phone yeah. in front of yeah. them. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. There should be action. I mean, they should be able to pull you over Let, for that. Let's take the phone away. What about, like you said, somebody eating? I have been guilty of eating Taco Bell while I'm driving oh, yeah. and crossing the middle line. That should be an offense. Yep. The worst one is when you go get Chinese. Well, okay, I haven't done that. I although I, I have, have I have seen somebody <laughs> driving with a bowl of cereal and <laughs> Oh gee, what? That's when I was commuting in the port in the Portland area. A oh, bowl of cereal is not Hello. Oh yeah, oh, granola. <laughs> but but I would say let's not make it specific sure. to a, to a mobile yep. device. Totally. Yeah. Putting on makeup, okay. eating, reading a book. All right. I mean, I think and I would agree the kids in the back seat can be distracted. I have turned around to yell at my kids before when I should not have. Driving. It's distracted driving. I just think cell phones, mobile devices make it easier. There's an addiction. We live with our heads down. Um, I think people my daughter's age are probably just as bad or worse than anybody else out there. My My daughter, for her... 18th birthday, we bought her a hands-free stereo for her 15-year-old car because it made me feel better. But I've ridden with her, and she plays with the handheld or the hands-free <laughs> stereo. It's like set set your playlist and set it and forget it. I want, but that's a terrible example. But anyway, I don't know. What are you cooking a turkey? I don't. What was that guy's name? The set it and forget it guy. Didn't he Ron. get Didn't he get busted for that? Ron Popeil? No. He had the food dehydrator. Yeah, but the guy that the guy that was hawking it for him that did the, the this sh- is the guy that's dead, the Sham Wow guy. Yeah, is he dead? The yeah. with the black, really thick black beard. No, no that's about the not super, Sham Wow guy. No, no, no. I'm talking about the super skinny white guy with OxyClean. He was OxyClean. Blonde hair that that did. Uh, that's the Sham Wow guy. OxyClean was the bearded guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking of. That was Billy Mays. Yes, he, Billy Mays. Yeah. Well, anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. I think the problem with laws like this, not just that one, but laws like this is you pick a thing. You know, we talk about distracted driving is a is a huge thing. How do you ban distracted driving? That's pretty subjective. But you say the telephone. Now that we're going to pick on that. And that's just like we we stick a pin over here and that's going to fix distracted driving. It's I think it's Maybe too narrow. It is, yep. but too, I. Uh, but the mentality of making a uh, a broad law. It has to be workable. If it's not workable, it's just going to be. Because yeah, taking phones out of it. You guys remember flipping through CD cases? Oh man, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well Which, what is or it? you put the ones on your visors. Your visor? <laughs> and you're thumbing through them. Okay. What about? Okay, I go back yeah. to flipping the tape before the oh, yeah, automatic. Sure, yeah. You know, or even worse, I no. You I had, had an eight track. I had no. I didn't oh. have an eight track, but you I had, had a record a, player. I had a nineteen eighty one Chevy Love. That was my first vehicle. Ooh. Oh man! And the tape deck that was in it when I bought it was not reversible, so you would have to rewind, flip it over, listen, 
flip it back over, rewind, flip it over. It was a so oh, yeah. Did you like go back a song? Yeah, it was totally distracted. <laughs> that was the only way to do it. I remember I was I was hot stuff when I bought my first auto reverse like tape player. That was a big deal. I have one of those in my truck, but I don't have any cassettes. <laughs> so yeah. it's worthless. So it's not a new problem. No, it's just a new a, a new but device. But I think it's I, it's become I would bigger. say it's worse. Yes, I think it's worse. Do, do you think that's because they they go with you? Oh yeah, yeah. It's and not it's just a addi- thing that lives in the car. It's with you. But it's a it's a complete subculture. Or I would even contend it's not a subculture. It's a culture at this point. Well, it's it's crack I mean, cocaine. There are there are very open cases of people dying because they walk into traffic. They're staring down at their phone. Mm-hmm. It's a culture that's become. We live. We live in our phone. Texting okay. and walking is dangerous too. I don't think there's any any line to say. Okay, we can't go past this line. Uh, people will walk out into a, in front of a car on their phone. So should we say let's make it illegal to use a phone while we're walking? Well, that's the next step. Yeah. And Th- there are some uh, cities that have done that. I think. If you like, distracted if, walking is. Illegal. If you're on the street and you have your phone out, that's illegal now. Mm-hmm. You have to go into a building and sit down to use your phone. Well, that's unworkable. Well, yeah, I bet you I, we could do that. We could put these little booths up on the side, have a door on them. <laughs> then, little listening stations. Yeah. Phone and then booths you could go back, back in there, right? Superman would have a place to change again. <laughs> totally. Be nice. In the airport, you have lines of these little cubbies you can go in. The next thing is a quarter. That's all you need, a quarter slot. To, to, to pay for your right, so you yeah. can use your cell phone. <laughs> so it's I'm just buying a, my chair. So basically, it's an it's a closet. So we're going back in time. <laughs> it's a closet called a telephone booth, <laughs> yes. mobile phone booth. It's just a closet that you have to a texting booth. <laughs> but the only way the only way in is to use your your Apple Pay. Yeah. Ah, yes, so scan you've in. Got to yep. tap and pay in order to get in. That could be a five G is going to fix all this though. 5G is not going to fix anything out where we live. It's going to fix all of it. It is not going to fix anything where we live. It's, it's coming to Sioux Falls. How is 5G going to fix? Well, the, just ask them. Ask the tech companies. Yeah. It's the only. It's it, all of our connected world. Holy crap! We got it. Donald Trump said we need 5G. We even need 6G. We're going to get it. We're it's going to be 6G the best. 6G will be obsolete <laughs> in a few months. <laughs> you know what's you know what's kind of interesting about. The problem is 5G doesn't go very far. No. So you have to have antennas everywhere. You need a mesh network. And one of the things, so I I work for a county government in Minnesota, and 5G was a huge deal in the news with county governments because prior to the 5G movement, if a cell phone company wanted to put a tower up, they had to get a land use permit. They had to go in front of the county board. I mean, there was an entire process that they had to go through. The county could actually charge a fee there were permits you could actually deny putting a a a tower in a specific area for a reason well the the way that 5g got pushed through legislation was it drastically reduced county government's ability to actually restrict where those antennas went so now all of a sudden you've got companies and this was a big deal in minneapolis during the super bowl time because they started testing 5G in Minneapolis at the time of the Super Bowl, and they were able to circumvent a lot of the planning and zoning process in order to put 
um, antennas on county property, such as light poles, stoplights, build public buildings. Um, and it's not that I necessarily want a bunch of money to go to a county for permitting, but you're allowing you're allowing a private company to kind of circumvent a process to use public property for the gain of their of their personal product. So that's kind of where 5G but it it completely relies on a very dense network of people and buildings to put these antennas everywhere and I'm sorry it's just not going to help the small towns of 1500 people. It's just not going to help. But we all need that for our network connected light bulbs and you know, refrigerators and you know auto driving really, cars. You know who who had this going for them probably I think it was 15 years ago T-Mobile put out calling over Wi-Fi. Mm. And you could use your home Wi-Fi router and T-Mobile put the product out there. I don't know if you guys remember this. I used it perhaps 15 years ago when I was still in Oregon. And you could use your T-Mobile cell phone on your home Wi-Fi no cell phone tower needed anywhere. And you could make your calls. You could do your texting. Why did we need to go down the 5G road if that can work? Or let me even go further. Why are we... Con- this is kind of like the internal combustion engine in cars. That hasn't changed in 80 years. Why are we continuing to use cellular tower technology and just making it smaller and lower frequency and a more mesh network why aren't we moving closer into the satellite world where there's a few more satellites that are thrown up there and we move into satellite phone technology instead of 5G mesh network? Because that's what the terrorists all use. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Isn't that what ISIS uses? Well, they are. Satellite phones are available. They're just very oh, expensive. I, oh, and the, the Earth is flat, so that's that's the other reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You have to have satellites <laughs> to be able to use satellite technology, and if they don't exist, because the Earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my That's... dish network, my dish network satellite antenna connects to something, <laughs> but it's not a satellite. West Montgomery County Citizens Association. We are thousands strong, and we are fighting ZTA 1811 that would change zoning laws to allow private companies to stack 5G wireless system antennas on utility poles and buildings near our houses and schools without our agreement or consent. Additionally, these 5G wireless systems are unsightly and are proven to negatively impact property values because most people do not wish to live in close proximity to them, not only because they are unsightly, but because the radiation emanating from these towers can pose a serious health risk to residents, especially to children, which you should be concerned about, according to many experts in the scientific community. Over 240 scientists and doctors from 41 nations have appealed to the United Nations to reduce wireless exposure to people. On September 13, 2017, 180 scientists submitted a declaration to the European Commission calling for a moratorium on 5G cell antennas due to health risks. On September 19, 2017, Dr. Leonard Hardell, a senior consultant to the Department of Oncology at University Hospital in Oribro, Sweden, Martin Blank, a retired doctor with the Department of Physiology at Columbia University, and more than a dozen other American scientists, doctors, and professors wrote a letter 
letter to California Governor Jerry Brown pleading with him to veto legislation allowing more new cell towers, arguing there is a substantial body of evidence that this technology is harmful to humans and the environment. They said the 5G millimeter wave is known to heat the eyes, skin, and testes, and the ubiquitous placement of these towers will expose California's population 24-7. Many towers have already been installed without the consent or knowledge of Montgomery County residents. In some cases, they're as close as 20 feet to a homeowner's front door. I realize that some people want the latest and greatest 5G wireless phones that are coming. They want to view movies and videos on demand via their cell phones with a few seconds of clicking on a link or a website. But you should also realize that there are many, many of us in this community who do not want or need to view the latest video game gone viral on social media or blockbuster Hollywood drama on our phones. Jack is just, he's like, oh, I've got to talk. Today's phones can transmit nearly unlimited data. I personally know at least 20 or at least a dozen people who work in the technology sector and who do not feel they need to own the latest iPhones. They don't want to pay $1,000 to have the A12 Bionic chip for better picture taking and dark bars, the quad LED true tone flash or the next generation LED. neural engine or the six and a half inch screen. So just to sum it up, I strongly advise you to oppose ETA 1811. Allow Montgomery citizens the right to say no to these towers. It's the right thing to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That from September 25, 2018. I personally think if you gave someone a choice of having the fastest versus the possible side effects... They're going to go with the fast. I think so. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. at least the majority. Oh, yeah. You I, don't, I don't they think will. I don't think everybody. Not everybody. Not but everybody. I, but I do think the majority. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe the approach that she was taking, I I don't think that's going to win everybody, or the majority over. Um, I mean, well, not when you have the second most powerful senator in the country, John Thune championing 5g rollout in sioux falls like just we got to have this if we want to be competitive in the world we got to have 5g so sioux falls is ramping up for it right now i don't think he's wrong the techno if it from the making the statement if we want to be competitive we've got to have this i don't think but that's at what a wrong cost statement. is the question I, I agree but i don't think his statement is wrong the technology is there and it's rolling out at a federal level so to be competitive, cities are going to keep up. The problem is the way the legislation got passed at the federal sure. level that bypassed right. county planning and zoning, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the problem. I mean, because really what they've done, the federal government has essentially overstepped a county's ability at the planning and zoning level to evaluate each tower, each antenna, determine what the permitting rules are, the location, and that's gone. I mean, it's not gone, but it's extremely limited. Well, and are they actually looking at potential health risks of that technology? Is the wireless industry looking at that? No, of course not. No, no. the community. <laughs> well, of course they're not because they sell them. But no, the, the these local municipalities. Do they care? I don't know if the local municipalities are looking at that. Maybe, but historically, do they look at that? that health risk? Maybe for some things. Oh, but wouldn't that kind of be the, I mean... <laughs> If we're gonna get down to the I don't think foundation that's the, of it, isn't it no. that their job 
Yes, but I, I to a degree. To but, care about the citizenry? Well, they're doing that by getting rid of distracted driving. Oh, that's but. right. That's right. <laughs> but And letting us hook up to fast so we can have our Netflix. The long... And that's it's true. The length of time that it's going to take to do a comprehensive health study. You're talking... You've got to look at the long-term effects. So is this like the flu shot? There's not a chance. We don't have gonna... time to test it. We're just going to take it and then figure out if it works or not. Well, is is yeah. that the best option? How isn't that happening? Well, it, it is, right. Yeah. But he, here's what I want to know. Are we really running into problems with downloading Netflix? I don't. Is that really an issue? I don't. Because everyone that I, big proponents of this are not talking about being able to stream content to my phone fast. It's about having my car hooked up to the network and having my washer and dryer hooked to the network, having my fridge hooked to the network, my TV, every light bulb in my house, all the things. So it's the Internet of Things is what's driving this entire 5G concept. Internet of Things is driving this. That's the last thing I want is my whole house being connected maybe to the, the web. That I think a common mistake. So I'm in the cyber industry. It's what I do. And a, and a common mistake that Cyber. gets made. I know, the kind of the common mistake that gets made is somebody that's in technology, are the proponents for this type of technology. And there's a there's a huge difference. My dad can barely use a computer, but he is a gadget guy. Those are two very different things. I'm in technology. I'm not a gadget guy. I am not into the Internet of Things. I am not into. I mean, I I don't have a social media presence. I'm not a gadget guy. It's you know I, I've got a smartphone because I'm required to deal with my email and my phone when I'm off duty, not off duty. But there, so that's a that's a I think an argument that needs to be taken off the table. This isn't something that technologists want. This is what the the general public mm-hmm. is. It's a culture. That's why it's not the subculture. Well, it, it, it is it a is, culture. Yeah. But, is it or is it driven by CES? Well, of course. It's driven by these new to- toys that they're touting. Absolutely. So how is that not being driven by the technologists? Different kind of technology though. So but you're let me, you're not talking about so the people that are involved in the infrastructure of this stuff don't really care. It's the it's the companies that are making the products that will run on this that of care. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yes, there are technologists that think it is amazing to put together a smart home network. I'm just saying that's not the driving factor, though. It's not It's not the technology. I'm not a gadget guy just because I'm a technologist. My daughter is more of a gadget person, and she's not very good with a computer. She knows how to use a browser, but if I ask her to set up a printer, she doesn't know how to do that. I mean, it, but you better be able to just, like, click a button and it finds it. So... This is this is more convenience, entertainment. Your news networks are entertainment networks now. This is, you know, and I've got a Netflix account. I think I've only watched Netflix outside of my house like twice when I was in a hotel room on a business trip. But I certainly don't watch Netflix on my lunch break, but I know people at work that do. They sit on their lunch break and they watch, you know, an episode of whatever. The other part of her her statement is the eyesore. Of, oh, of, it's ugly, yeah. Of them. In this day and age, we don't have the technology to hire to, artists. To make them look good? To make them, and I don't know how they are how they look or what, but it seems like you could 
do something to eliminate that arg- that argument. Mm-hmm. Is eyesore really? A, does do people care anymore? That's I true. Mean, Our heads you, are down. If you live, that's in a, true. Yeah, it looks I mean, good here. Really yeah. think about this. If you're in a metro, are you really that? I mean, if that's you're well, if your hold on view, though. Hold on, hang on. If you look at the brand new community construction that's going out there, it is all aesthetic. It really is. If but it's all my brand new. neighbor's house is close enough to me that I can reach my hand out of my bathroom window to borrow a t- roll of toilet paper and I can get it from my neighbor. That's not I'm not worried about aesthetics. Yeah, that's a great point. That that is purely we have been we've been sold a bag of goods that it's about aesthetics. But we've got the people that talk aesthetics. I bet you she would be into wind farms. And I live where there are wind farms close by and they're not aesthetically pleasing. Neither are solar panels when you've got a 10-acre plot of solar panels. So I I don't, I mean, you can use aesthetics as an argument, but come on. Have you seen many cars? They're not aesthetically appealing, but people like them. (laughs) And again, again, you ask someone, do you want fast network? Yeah. As a sales point for your your home? Oh, it's huge, yeah. Our our neighborhood has 5G or whatever, or we don't have these antennas i mean which is a better sales point <laughs> okay so here's something you know we're all we don't know what the health risks are on uh androidauthority.com hot testes they said <laughs> eyeballs and balls so hey and, and your skin so your body <laughs> are you kidding it should be legal for girls and not for boys but your skin well it There's depends on skin. how you identify uh, <laughs> isn't, right. it, isn't it huawei that that has a, a feature no, in their phone. Um, if you get your finger too close, it'll shut it off. So it's, it won't fry your finger. It's Motorola. I have it. The 5G oh. Moto Mod will allow the Moto Z3 to become one of the first commercially 5G-enabled smartphones in the world. Uh, we're inching ever closer to a release, and an FCC filing for the add-on has revealed it has a way to limit radiation exposure from millimeter waves. Motorola's filing, spotted by The Verge, mentioned that the 5G Moto Mod has capacitive and proximity sensors to detect your fingers. These sensors aren't for edge sense functionality, however, as it shuts off any antenna close to your finger. Quote, The control mechanism is a simple one in which if proximity detectors indicate the potential presence of the user within a roughly conical region in front of the module where power density may approach the MPE, the maximum permissible exposure limit, that module is disabled from use by the modem. What about the guy that puts it, like me, that puts his phone in the right. side pocket of his pants? You fry your balls. I don't know. Well, but so so if I said it, the side pocket of my pants. But the, if it's <laughs> proximity here, so by touching it, it shuts off things because the waves are going to burn you. The fact that they're building in sensors. So when I hold that, that will, sucker up to my yeah, head, you'd for lose a phone signal. Call, Steve Jobs was right. You're just holding it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't I don't think the health concerns are going to. I don't think that argument's going to appeal to the greater public. Oh, of course, it won't appeal to it's them until they to. all start frying their eyeballs and dropping yeah, but dead. That's, that is such a long term. Yeah. I mean, that's we'll I mean, be at six G by then. <laughs> Seven. You this <laughs> phone. I put it right here. That's where I keep it. Brilliant. And four years ago, I had quadruple bypass surgery because my arteries were all plugged. You should sue your was phone it, company. Was it because of my phone? Probably. You or should was sue it because them. Because I eat peanuts. Well, what he doesn't tell you is, 
he didn't get a bone like that until after way the surgery. After the surgery. <laughs> no, okay, but I do. I have a question for the peanut gallery. But it was a then. flip up. It was a flippy photo. Are you? And I think this is different. Than it's that. not a yes. call out, but I don't think you care. Are you old enough to remember doctors smoking in their office? I, I remember that four out of five doctors would recommend camels <laughs> over the cooler. Okay. I'm old enough that I can remember smoking in the workplace. It was definitely being phased out. But there are, I bet you his parents for sure, his mom highly likely had a doctor that smoked in the office. Probably in the operating room. While there were, while. Give us a drag, Martha. But can you see, I mean, so the idea that health concerns of a cell phone, I don't think you're going to have the majority of people that use that as an argument to say we shouldn't have this. I think it's it's going to happen. What's the correlation of what? between cigarettes smoking doctors? Just the length of time it takes for us to figure out how bad something oh, okay. is for us that okay. we change. All right. That we change. But then we change. Laws. So is it, are we just going to hit a wall at some point in the future where it's wow we got to shut this stuff off? But where our entire house is just teeming with this crazy millimeter wave from all these devices that are reaching out and talking to the 5G network? How long did it take before they actually adjusted the way microwaves were insulated so that those those waves didn't just kind of reach out? I don't know the answer to that. I, I don't even know if it was an issue, but it sounded good, didn't it? <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> the first microwave I bought, they mentioned that, oh, people with pacemakers, they can stand right up next to this litten microwave and it won't hurt them. And that was a sales. So did that pitch. mean microwaves before that? Maybe okay. Maybe I was right then. <laughs> maybe I well, totally threw yeah. it. <laughs> when Fantastic. I was when I, when he was just a little tiger, we'd go to Disneyland, and he'd lay uh, in front of my wife's feet on the floorboard, sleeping, as we're driving, and. I didn't realize I was a bad parent because of that. If you did that today, they'll take your kids away from you. Well, what about the station wagons back in the day that used to have the the Rear backwards facing, facing mm-hmm. seat yeah. all the way and the, the roll back. up back window? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. My I can remember. We I had can, one of those. I can still <laughs> remember going to the drive-in theater, and my dad would tell me to get down on the floorboard and cover me with a blanket because. It was cheaper to get in with just him and mom than it was for me. But we would ride in the car that way. It wasn't a big deal. Hmm. So Can't you still ride in the back of a pickup legally? I I think only if the seats are taken, Mm. I think. I don't know the answer to that. I I guess I don't know what that is now. Do you have to ride uh, with a seat belt in a school bus? Nope, because there isn't them. The driver does. There isn't them. There isn't them. That was was pretty good. Clearly didn't (laughs) use a school bus. (laughs) Does the driver of the school bus get paid the same amount as the driver of the semi that's hauling cigarettes? Nope. Why is that? (laughs) Because you can't smoke those little kids. Do we value cigarettes (laughs) more than we value kids? I think so. (laughs) Oh, man. This is the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com.
This is the David Allen Show. The Gap Band, you dropped a bomb on me. 
I'm sorry. What? You talking about old Pocahontas? No. no that's <laughs> oh, Pocahontas' grandmother? No. Oh no, Kamala. Kamala Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. grandmother. Right. From Jamaica. Well, she was great? a slave owner. That's too bad. Yeah, but how does that? But I mean, is that her there, fault? How many people are there in the in the Democrat side right now running? They're, they're already planning two, two debates. No kids they're, table. Aren't, yeah. there, aren't there like twenty two or twenty? Right? No, there's more than twenty. Is yeah, there? There was is. 20 before Sanders threw his name in the hat. I think there's 22 or 24 now. Well, by the time we get around to it, Sanders will actually be in a grave. I'm, only because I didn't. Whoa. Easy. He, he, no, he's visiting someone in the grave. Site. Yard. <laughs> Yard. Good night. In the wake of the arrest of actor Jussie Smollett, who was charged with stagging, staging his own racist and homophobic attack, here are just some of the other crimes that have been given prominent play by the media since the 2016 election, often accompanied by politicians decrying, this is America today, that turned out to be frauds. Uh, just before the 2016 election, election, the 111-year-old Hopewell Baptist Church was attacked with fire and graffiti that said, vote Trump. The political message of the vandalism is obviously an attempt to sway public opinion regarding the upcoming election, said Rep. Benny Thompson, Democrat from Mississippi. Turns out the arsonist was Andrew McClinton, 48, an African-American member of the church. Another incident. Hail Trump and F. Church were spray-painted on David's Episcopal Church in Indiana after the election. It was the gay organ player who did it. Uh, Eastern Michigan University in, I don't Ypsilanti was vandalized for months by graffiti that said, leave N-word and KKK. A former student, African-American Eddie Curlin, 29, was eventually caught. So this the list keeps going and going. But, Jay, you were talking a moment ago about this Jussie guy. The media just without any research jumped oh, yeah. on board and Absolutely. Yep, hate crime this is terrible it's a lynching who was it was it Kamala Harris it said yeah. Mod- tweeted <clears throat> modern lynching tweeted out a modern lynching now she didn't really know about it cuz when she got questioned someone jumped her with a microphone and i don't know where she was Walmart or something and she was dumbfounded at uh what tweet are you talking about oh so, so was either it her she press- didn't do it it could have been her people right the point is, her official verified account did that. Turns out, the kid um, maybe orchestrated the whole thing. Well, that's what the that's what the Chicago charges are PD, against yeah. him at this at this point. And this is something that the media has been guilty of for quite some time now: is sensationalizing a story without any research. And it becomes the entertainment news network. I mean, we've we've talked about that a lot. It's how different. I mean, the subject matter is different, but how different is it really that the media is so focused on whether or not the Trump campaign had something to do with dealing with Russia to influence the campaign because of Hillary Clinton and the the 
cyber attack of getting into her email. But let's talk about what the real issue was there, and that was the emails that were linked had some pretty damning information in the body of the emails. So why wasn't the story about the information that was in the emails versus how the emails were hacked to begin with? Or the fact that the email server was sitting in a sitting in her bathroom closet. But it doesn't so, matter. But my point Trump there, is bad. Right. My my point is not whether Trump is bad or Hillary is bad or I I should say anyway, that is my point. It's the way the media sensationalizes the story. It's it's for the agenda. This it's the sensationalizing of the story of the AR fifteen shooting the person that breaks into the house. Is is not the news media becoming but, an entertainment? But what is the what is the value of the news without any research, jumping on the side of the guy who claims he got attacked in the middle of the night in sub zero temperatures by MAGA hat wearing Trump lovers? Well, because now you have something that you can point to what Trump followers. Oh, are sure, like. yeah. So, but this I think then is bright light on what they actually are doing, the media. And they don't really want to walk this back very well either. No, they're still trying to justify their because they'll jump onto the next. They'll jump onto the next story before they they walk it back. We and, have and another name away. in the Florida prostitution ring. You've never heard of him. The billionaire founder of a Boston-based equity firm, J.W. Childs Association. Okay. Uh, More famous uh, right. than Robert Kraft. Can you believe it? That was breaking news from the New York Post today. I think the a story on that should be, how do people who have somehow amassed this enormous wealth, how can they be so stupid when it comes to girls? Why would you go? That'd be like, I, I need a Big Mac. I'm going to go down to McDonald's, wait in line and get a Big Mac. Why, why would you do that if you're a billionaire? Why wouldn't you have the president of the... <laughs> Just fly it in. <laughs> bring me my Big Mac. That's only when you bring in Clemson, then you do that. You got a hankering? Call somebody and tell them, bring me in a, a pretty blonde Asian whatever. No, I'm going to go find my own. I'm going to go forage for my own tail. So, 7.40 p.m. today. I'm sorry, I'm just randomly... Just that this is stuff that's popping up. Oh. Where in the world does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez live? Washington, oh, yes. The New York Post. 7.40 p.m. tonight, today, the 23rd of February. She may be America's most famous freshman congresswoman, but in New York, Rep. AOC is a virtual ghost. She has no district office and no local phone number, unlike the state's three other freshman members. So, is she just... You talked about the Justice League. <laughs> the oh, what do they call race, it? Justice the Democrats? Democrats? I think so, yeah. That, like, created her. Is she actually a plant? Well, what was she doing right before she got elected? What was her job? Tending bar. Yeah. What? T what? Tending bar. Is that like riding bike? Tending bar? Okay, was she that? was tending bars. Was she going was a to bartender. Hospital? No, she was literally a bartender. <laughs> bars tender. That's how you would say that, wouldn't you? Tending, tending really? Yeah. yeah. So, going to, so I go to university? 
Yes. Well, which one? Are we in Europe? Okay, she was a bartender. <laughs> she was slinging cocktails for the rich guys. Well, at least it wasn't in the House of Orchid. It's unclear whether the 29-year-old lawmaker who represents the Bronx and Queens actually still lives in the Parkchester neighborhood that has been so closely tied to her rise. Even though she won her upset victory over fellow Democrat Rep. Joe Crowley, who's who, with accusations that his home in Virginia made him too Washington-focused to serve his district, Ocasio-Cortez has used her deceased father's Bronx condo on her voter registration since 2012. That's interesting. And even posed in the one-bedroom Bronx flat for celebrity photographer, oh geez, Annie Leibovitz in a Vogue magazine profile after her stunning November election. But the post could find little indication she continues to live there. That's a question that I have. Do you think that, that national government electeds, electeds, representatives and senators, do you think they should have to live where they represent? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not even, that's without question. They don't. Some do. I know. But a lot of them don't. Right. I know. Should that be required? It, well, actually, I, I think legally it is required, but the, the loophole that they use is you can have a residential address or have property. Because didn't, uh, who was the um, majority leader? Before Paul Ryan. Oh, brother. Boehner. Yeah. Old Boehner. He didn't. Was he from Kentucky? Wasn't he with Rand Paul? I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I thought he was. I, I don't. I wouldn't. Anyway, I, let's he, go back the, the to big, AOC. No, the big I thing wouldn't. was he didn't. Like a lot of people said, well, he's never. He doesn't even live here. He's always. He lives in Washington. And for 20 something years or whatever it was, he was in there. It it that's a yeah okay that's but a tough the, one because green, when you're when you're when you're a full time legislator ah, he's going to spend a lot of time in Washington but I I get your point but I don't when, question whether or not she's from the area because she's from the area but the interesting thing is what she was acting as a bartender she was waitressing at a restaurant her political career was working on the Bernie Sanders campaign. And then all of a sudden, what, she gets backed by these Justice Democrats and now she beats out the incumbent and is the well, He was an idiot, though. Doesn't matter. How many idiots get reelected? First it's, off, he was a dumb old white guy. So just, just the fact, mere appearance alone would have gained her votes over him. And he didn't show up to debates. He sent like a representative instead of himself to a debate with her. That's a wise decision. I'm just saying she's she's a I don't know what they call what do they call those production companies that create that they used to create boy bands or girl bands. They I mean they would like find a few talent and stick five of them together and that you know what I'm talking about? Simon Cowell. Yeah, Simon <laughs> Cowell. They created Yeah. Boy bands. It wasn't guys that worked out of their garage and built worked their way up. It was a created boy band. Is that the Monkees? Were they a, or they they were, a TV yeah. show? No, well, they were created too. But but the idea is it it it's a marketing created campaign. So we're talking about somebody that does not have a long standing political career 
or even Barack Obama or, or even depth to what she did as a community organizer. If you want to talk about, you know, President Obama, this is somebody that barely had her fingertips into politics and got created. She was she was and in my opinion is still being used by these justice Democrats to represent the left Democrat social she's a face. She's a face. So how is this different than the Coke brothers? The Illuminati? Brothers? I don't know how different it is. Oh. I didn't say Beyonce. I'm sorry, what did I you said say? The Coke brothers. <laughs> you know, how would it be different? Because she, of course, all oh, super PACs are bad, big money. This is no different. It's just implemented differently. Yeah, sure. Of course it is. Hypocrites, all of them. So why is it that when she's on you know, these sound bites <laughs> that just tickle everybody with her <clears throat> glittering stupidity, they ask her questions and she comes up with nonsense and they they just nod, oh, okay. Oh, I Why think... Why don't they... It's, there's a it's reason the eyeballs. they don't say... You, you, no, no, you've no. seen um, the, the Jungle Book, right? Is she Ka? Who's the snake? Ka, right? They got the spinny eyeballs. No, <laughs> no, no. I don't think that's don't it at all. No, I think out. it's brilliant. No, no, no. I think this is brilliant. She is, she is the exact replica of what Donald Trump represented. She's not the institution. She just appeals to a different crowd than what Donald Trump appealed to. But the reason he became popular was not because he was this brilliant politician. It's because he was the opposite of that. He sure. said what was on his mind. It was completely unfiltered, but it catered to a crowd of people. Well, and I guess he She's did double down on person. dumb things, too, just like her. I, I don't have a problem with the fact that she'll use a term on camera of farting cows. I mean, she used that term to talk about greenhouse gas emissions. That doesn't well, she's bother me. She's the leader me. of the millennials. They she need is appealing to the crowd of non-political institutionalists because she says whatever she wants. But it fits an agenda of the left liberal millennial. I don't think it's any different than the fact that I think it's the exact type of person that liked and still likes President Trump because he's not institutionalized. That's my theory. And I think we're going to see a good wave of politicians over the next 10, 15 years that are like that. You're going to have a lot of people like your Senator Pelosi's, your Warren's, your your Klobuchar's. They're going to they're going to start retiring and disappearing. These are people in their 70s pushing 80. They're going to start disappearing and they're going to get replaced with people that are not political careerists, I think. Her apartment's next-door neighbor said she had never seen AOC, another neighbor who has lived from down the hall from the congresswoman's apartment for the last 40 years, said he'd never seen her or her boyfriend, who has claimed the address as his own, since last spring. Talk in the Bronx. How easy is it to not see your neighbor? <laughs> I don't know. I lived in Portland Metro and I barely knew my oh, neighbor. Oh, that's the same. Why isn't it? <laughs> Well, because in, in like a block and a half of the Bronx is more population than in Oregon. In a block and oh yeah, <laughs> on one floor right, in one apartment yeah. building, there's right. more people than in the town I currently live. Yeah. Well, this is true. So I, I just, I don't know. I I think the reason that she is she is who she is politically, is the same reason Donald Trump is the way he is politically. Now. He has a lot more life history behind him and has a proven track record as a business person. 
but I think it's very similar. Well, he's a mob boss, too. And by he, I don't know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? So were the Kennedys. What's your point? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it has anything to do with her uh, appearance and her, her um, what's Ethnicity? that? Ethnicity? Uh, well, that could be. She's a multi-culty girl, apparent, apparently. Apparently. I don't know. Could. I mean, it is, I don't know what the demographic is of the Bronx. Is that predominantly a Hispanic area or is that predominantly, I mean, I knew, I know New York is very broken up, but is that a, is that African American? Is that Hispanic? 10.9% of the population was non-Hispanic white, 30.1% non-Hispanic black or African American. 3.4% 3.4% non-Hispanic Asian, 0.6% from some other race, and 1.2% of two or more races non-Hispanic. So apparently that's a weird no poll. Hispanics. This from the Wikipedias. No. That doesn't add up to 100% either. Yeah, no, that's weird. You're, so the, does that mean the rest were Hispanic of some kind or mixed? Oh, probably. That, because every, everything is non-Hispanic. every ethnicity you named was non-Hispanic. So. Uh, hold, no, hold on. Let's see. Racial composition. These are estimates 2013. It's a different graph. White, 40.8%. Non-Hispanic, 105 Black or African American, 43.3%. You just went over 100. All I'm saying, Hispanic or Latino, 54.6%. Asian, 4.2. So does I that mean you can go into more than one category? I think you so. Might. So I don't, I, yeah. could it have something to do with her appearance, her ethnicity? Yeah, it could. Sure. I, I don't think that hurt. 45.8% of Bronx population was white. If, in if she'd have been a 30-year-old white male, I don't think she'd have, she would get away with the same stuff that she says now. I don't think that appeals. So that could be part of it. But I really do think we're going to see, I, I, I just think that her popular, it doesn't, I, it doesn't miss me, if that makes sense, do we, that the way she's getting so much press and so, such a swell of following in a similar fashion that she doesn't speak politically the way that Donald Trump did. That, that's my, I don't know. So are we entering an era of novices in government? Potentially, I, I don't think, know. I if, think that's something that a lot of people can agree on, is they don't like the way. Yeah. So it's maybe that's a good done. thing. Not to start bringing in some newbies. So would we Not call that anti-disestablishmentarianism? <laughs> huh? There's a word. <laughs> isn't that like the? Isn't that on record as the longest word in the U.S. language I, I, I don't or the know English that. language? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Sure. Isn't that a double negative? Triple negative. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, no, I I agree with Jack. I, I think that's that's probably across the board. Everyone hates the way it's been yeah. done over year, over the years, especially as we bring in a younger crowd. Mm-hmm. They've been taught that it hasn't been done right. So, I, I it, it concerns me that there's these people out there making candidates, yeah, and making hey, you fit the mold of what we're looking for. It's like Star Search back in the day. They're Star just, Search. They're yes. just kind of uh, they're looking for the talent, and I think you I think you can go far in this industry. And it becomes a stu- a talking head. Yeah, behind a machine. Yep. Or in front of a machine. Yeah. What happens when you say I want to do 
this thing here, whatever it is, and they say, well, that's $40 trillion. How are you going to pay for it? And what would happen if you said, don't worry about that. We'll just print the money. Well, then what, you get inflation of the 80s, don't what is you? The, well, you get inflation farther than you can than you've ever seen. Shouldn't somebody say, that's idiotic, rather than, oh, okay, that's interesting. And why why do you say that's interesting rather than but that's nonsense? I, I think it doesn't matter what is said. It's just, to go along with uh, your point, it, it is just, it's appealing. Like, I don't care what she says. Once she gets in there, historically, it doesn't matter what's said to get you there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, you, you say what you need to say to get there, and then you do what you can. And I think that's... They've probably given her a leash that's so long that, hey, just do what you can. Be yourself. We'll correct things later, but be appealing to the right crowd. And but nobody we'll with, with two or three working brain cells would say, good idea. We'll just print the money. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Wait a second, they have though. the same economic understanding. So let's, ta- let's talk to. about an elephant in the room. Let's talk about the state of emergency. That's been declared. Okay. Good idea, bad idea. I think horrific idea. You mean just because of the precedent it sets? I think it sets... Well, first of all, I don't agree that it's a state of emergency based off of the definition of what was supposed to have been used. But that's a political feeling I have or a political ideal that I have. But the precedent that it sets, what if... I mean, think this through a little bit. State of emergency... If I were the left, not necessarily the Democrat moderates, but if I were the left, I would say, let him run with it. Give him the state of emergency. Because in four years or in eight years, when we are midterm into our election or into our political career, when he gets replaced, which he will eventually, and the next Democrat is in that's left, do we get a state of emergency because of greenhouse gases? And the precedent is, well, the president thinks it is a state of emergency. Is this a precedent? It absolutely can be. So this is the first time a president has declared a state of emergency. That's not true. No, 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 no. no, no. 29 of them that are in effect right now. but But does this constitute a state of emergency? And I think that's very arguable as to whether this could be declared as a state of emergency. In In what regard? As to whether it's a state of emergency yeah. to use that money to build a wall? Yeah. Are you asking why I think it's not a state of emergency? Yeah. I mean, you we can we can look at, you know, and I've I've seen some guys go down the list of of the state of emergencies that are in effect now, and some of them are like something to do with like Sudan. Or Liberia. Yeah, why is that a state of emergency? I don't know. Some president, Bush, Clinton, Obama, somebody said it's w. a state of emergency. And they're still doing it. And it's like, that's a state of emergency. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why. This state of emergency, why were those okay and now this one isn't? And maybe there's good reason. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe maybe I'm also caught up in some of the media hype behind this, but the 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 way this feels different is there has been a methodolog uh, 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 there's a there's been a methodology to try to get this to happen on the front 
through the front door. And it's been one step after another through the front door. And when the front door was closed, I think the precedent of saying, all right, well, you close the front door, I'm going to figure out another way. Let's call it a state of emergency. I, it's bad business, I think. Well, it probably is. There, the thing is, there's already a provision in a law, and I don't have it, I don't know it off the top of my head what it is, but I heard a, a clip of a guy testifying in the House, I think. Um, well, the House or the Senate, one of the two, about it and got questioned by one of the representatives or senators. Um, I, just asking, and if it involves, like the uh, Homeland Security has the authority if it involves drug trafficking, they can oh. already erect a barrier. That, that is written in the law. It's already passed. 2016, that got passed. So that's already there. My question is, why wasn't that used? Rather, it was. Well, but is that the reason th- they're claiming? There's, we understand there there's things? three different ways to get money before the, the Congress just appropriated $1.375 mm. And there's three other ways. Two of them are laws that are already there. You yeah. don't have to do anything. You just do it because it's the law. And, and there's one that's declare a state of emergency. Mm. Uh, and that's the only one that anybody's talking about. But there, there are two other things that are laws, what you're just talking mm. about. It's already a law. and There's no what, controversy there. Well, there's no news coverage right. about that. Yeah. The only news coverage is... Um, the state of emergency and, you know, to build Trump's wall. Well, there's, I think there's like 600 miles of wall that's already built, yep. has been built, and they're they're talking about 220 miles more. It isn't like there's no wall. Trump right. wants to build a wall. Right. He wants to finish the wall. I just think the method of how it's been approached. Well, but how much is that the way the media is, is actually telling the story? Well, there's always that. But isn't that enough? Because if the media spins the story the right way, then the politicians get to use that spin. And that's already been, wasn't it? Well, I think it was. But, but we know that the media already hates Trump. But I think and it they was will Speaker do whatever Pelosi. It is. I think Speaker Pelosi was somebody that actually came out publicly and alluded to, I think you need to be careful about using a state of emergency and setting a precedent. Oh, she did, and then she said, well, the next guy will use it for guns. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that Gun was Speaker control. Pelosi. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. What's the difference between those two? Well, one is a constitutional protected right. There you go. Yeah. Like that, that, that would be, you can't, in my mind, different. You can't change the Constitution. Right, by national with a, emergency. With a national emergency. Well, you, well but could the Patriot Act kind of does. I was going to say. Doesn't it? But that wasn't. To, that wasn't a state of emergency to create the Patriot Act, was it? Uh, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. I, I think there was a state that was. In, it's still in the books. That was that was used in order to get there. I I think it might be a straw man to say. Well, if we do it, then the well, other side. Well, it will sounds do it. good on the news, though. Because I think the other side already uses it. Yeah. How many things did did Obama do with mm-hmm. a? Um, Executive order, a state of the emergency. We don't already. talk about those, though, because they're good things. The Patriot Act was an act of Congress. Correct, but there were some steps taken early on that were, and I think if you find the list of um, the last 20-something national emergencies that were 
<laughs> established by presidents. It's in there. Speaking of a state of emergency, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Democrat lawma- Democratic lawmakers in Oregon proposed a bill this week to lower the statewide voting age to 16 to address the concerns of teenagers who are, quote, begging us to take action to protect their future. Two bills have been introduced in California, one that would allow 17-year-olds who will be 18 by the next general election to vote in primaries, and another that would allow all people 17 or older to vote in any election. Lawmakers introduced bills in, in 18, lawmakers introduced bills in Virginia, Minnesota, New York, and D.C. to lower the voting age to 16. None of these made it out of committee. A total of 14 states have introduced such bills since 2003, though none of them have become law. So my question, do you think that the, the prominence now of people like AOC will then embolden the youths of the America, the youths of the nation, to actually um, really push and push to make this stuff happen so then our voting age just drops? Do you think that's something that... It's possible. What well, it just goes to what you're saying about Diane Feinstein having those young kids in, yeah. trying to school her on the way things are, and they're right. just idiots. I, well, they're I not idiots; they're I, ignorant. They're they're ill-taught, or they're they're being they're being well, they're being led by their parents or their teachers. Mm-hmm. But let me ask this. Pod. <laughs> so, <laughs> so instead of. Instead of talking about the age of voting, can we, can we at some level? I don't know if this should be national or if it should be state. Sh- can we at some level define what adult is and make that consistent? Period. No more different laws. Because in Oregon, medically an adult, at 14 years old, you can ask your parents to leave the room and you can block your medical records from your parent. At 14. At 14. Some wow. states at 16. But now, some states like, I don't know which states have passed it, but Minnesota is now in this conversation of changing the smoking age to 21. So we've got a drinking age of 21. Maybe we change the smoking age to 21, but at 18, you can be drafted and, and, go, kill and people. go kill people with a gun. Um, at 18, you can vote. So do you, do you feel but that you can that stay on your parents' insurance until you're 26? 26. Right. Yeah. So where's the age of adulthood? And let's let's set the age of adulthood. Should that be the military entry age? Yeah. I don't care if that changes to 21. It doesn't matter to me what that age is. I, I think I think 16 is too young. My opinion is 16 is too young. Mm-hmm. I think there is argument based off of parenting today that 18 is too young. I think an 18-year-old 50 years ago was a completely different human than an 18-year-old today. But my principal point is, why do we have age of consent at this age, age of voting and killing somebody in the military at this age, drinking is at this age, driving? Why not set the sta- Why not set a standard and stick the standard? I agree. Would, I totally agree. Would that then float though through the the generations? Would that constantly be changing? Because if we say that, well, 50 years ago, an, a 15-year-old is a totally different kind of person than they are today. So do we just constantly be adjusting that age? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I, I, I don't know if anybody in the room would disagree that an 18-year-old 
no, no, I, years I'm ago not was saying that, that they're not. Today. My point is, if we're going to adjust based on that, which I think is probably not a bad thing to think about, we're going to have to continually adjust throughout the next right. Years. But I won't be around when that's adjusted again. Perfect. Somebody else's problem. But no, okay. So really, though, why isn't that a conversation? I think it's because it's an unanswerable question. Your your premise is correct. It should be uniform, but how do you make it uniform? Because there's always going to be an exception. This this kid at 19 years old is mature. Let's make it 19. But here's a kid that's 25 and he's as dumb as a post. But that's individualism. I'm I talking, know. I'm so talking. how do you how do you set a line? We set a line that you can you can own a gun at eighteen, or you can join the military. So a line has been set. Yeah, but well, we've got but, but different can lines. Can you get kicked? Can you not be accepted in the military because you aren't ready, even though you're eighteen? Only if you can't pass the test or physical. Well, there you go. But that has nothing to do with your age. How do you how do you um, measure maturity? That's a that's a tough one. I'm not talking and if about we're measuring maturity. maturity they, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's completely so you, subjective. Yeah. So you can't put an age on maturity. And that's what we're talking about. Adults, I think, isn't it? Maturity, kind of. Um, well, I think that has to be part of the conversation. My My point is really that there are ages of consent that are different based off of what the topic of conversation yeah. is. Drinking, smoking, owning a gun, voting, driving. Um, medical records, the age of consent is different. So you want to make a, you want to make, bring all that into one age? I, is that I, what you're saying? Yeah, consistent. Be consistent. Be, be and, consistent. Yeah. Be aggressive. Be. <laughs> I don't know how and you if, can. And if, what? I mean, it's a, it's a, you're shooting at a, a bullseye, but there's no, there's no bullseye there. If you, if you make it here, Everybody's going to say, no, I think it should be here and here. I don't know if you could get a consensus of Because the government is. does never like to step in and say what yeah. it should be. But it's government rules. <laughs> the government made the rule to change drinking from 18 to 21. Well, what, what was the prem- And what I've was, never understood that. What was the premise of that? Well, at, at 18, you're not fully developed enough to make quality decisions to drink alcohol. Here's but, a gun. But here's a gun and go kill these people in Vietnam. Because yeah. that was around, no, well, no, age, no, it, it's not, no, the it's 80s. not that. In, at 18, 19, when you're in the military, you are taught to do as you're told. You're, you're still parented greatly at that well, they, yeah, position. Yeah, that's very true. Because when, when I went down to graduation, I mean, you did it. You, yeah. were, you, you were, I think you were in the military at some point. You um, can't say that as a civilian. Don't go down the road. What? I win. I am talking th- th- like proxy <laughs> from, from no way. David here. <laughs> Because he I was went, Air Force, right? No, I went to the graduation at Air Force. Yeah, and you went through that same thing. Mm-hmm. And the lady in we got to wander through their sleeping quarters, and the lady in charge, the boss, um, she told all the moms because most of these kids are you know eighteen, nineteen year old. She said, "Your kids came in as slobs, and we've turned them into men." Yeah, and by 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 doing really rigid structure. They, I mean, you know, you know what it was. Uh, yes. Yeah. So my point is they're parented like crazy. Yep. 
So then do we give them a unified exception card that they can smoke and drink at 18 because they have been taught discipline? Can can you on base? Are you allowed to? No. No? Okay. Well, I, 18 I you can smoke, yes. Okay. Well, right, but you can't. There's no, no. alcohol. And you, even, if, even if you're stationed in a country oh, you that allows you- the U.S. rules? Yes, you do. Really? Yes. Now, that's not to say when you're stationed in a country that allows drinking- you don't go off base and still do it, but if you get caught, it is a punishable <laughs> offense. Wow. Like court martial? Mil- yes. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. Off with his head. You also have to wear a motorcycle helmet no matter what, even if you do now. Around. Yeah. You do now. You didn't when I was in, because I was one of the dumb ones that did not. <laughs> no, it's true. All right. You didn't wear a helmet when I lived in no, Indiana and had a motorcycle. I didn't wear a helmet. No. But I knew I was. I sold my motorcycle because I was that dumb. But that's why I am the way I. Am but you were today. dumb to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so my okay. So my my point is simply: let's be consistent. Yeah. With the age of consent, whatever that whatever the consenting age is. If it's sixteen, then make the military age sixteen. If they're mature enough to make a decision to vote, then you're mature enough to go to war. What if the age of consent is twelve? Or 14. Uh, well, Which I don't think that makes sense. Well, okay. It's going to end up being 18 or 21. But why is it subjective? You, you, there's no way they're going to move the age of consent that high. No. Can't you drive here at 14? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it a provisional or is it a, you can drive on the highway at 14? You can drive, yeah. but there you, you can't, can't drive after people. dark. And you can't wear um, anyone but family. I think, only, right? your, only a parent in the passenger seat. But you can drive your siblings around, correct? Yes. But they have to be under a certain age. Is that right? Uh, what do you mean? Siblings, I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't I don't okay. think that does. I could I could be wrong on that. But I don't think you can Or drive. over a certain age, I think I meant. Like it has to be a licensed passenger. Is that right? Can you have a younger passenger? Like in Minnesota, you, yeah, yeah, I, think I think you think have so. to have a light I think it has to be a Oh no, I can't remember now. I know I'm getting all confused too, because at fourteen they can get they can get the provisional, and then I think for six months they have to. They can only drive with a parent in the passenger seat. After that, though, then they still can't drive after. Actually, that's very similar to Minnesota, but at Minnesota it's 16. Okay. Unless and, you have a farm license or something like that, and then it's it's a different set of rules. But but basically by the time they're 15, they have a, a full license. You don't <laughs> have to be on a farm to drive nope. at 14. Nope. That freaks me out. It does. <laughs> but if I had a 14-year-old son and I needed him to help me on my farm, I'd be really glad for it, I'm sure. Well, in Minnesota, you can be 14 and you can drive on... Well, you can be less than that and drive on the farm. But to drive an implement on the road, I think at 14, with a provisional farm license, you can... I think it's 14. I'm not positive. But so it's just the the my point is why I can only assume that the reason there are different measures for age of consent for different topics is because it fits that particular agenda. That's I guess that's all I can assume. So. In theory, I think that's true. It could also be true that that's what they got people to actually agree to when they were writing legislation well i can my wife my wife was at the age 
when Minnesota changed the drinking age from 18 to 21. And she was 18 when the drinking age was 18, and then they changed the law. But anybody that was 18 already, you fell into a grandfather clause that you, you were okay. Drink. So she just remembers how funny it was that she had some friends that that had not turned 18 yet, but she could go to the bar and they couldn't. Yeah. That's just, I don't know, the age of changing the voting age to 16, that's because you enable an entire class of people that you can emotionally manipulate to vote your way. Because let's face it, the vast majority of voters today, whether you're 16 or older, the large majority, I think, vote emotionally based off of what happens during the campaign. Mm -hmm. And if you're a 16-year-old, the way that a 16-year-old is today, I would bet 90% of their decisions are or more are based emotionally. Don't you? I mean, I would think. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Can you, I, that's not scientific. What their teacher I told that percentage out Can of Can you imagine, air. though, what school education would look like? That's where if I have a problem. now you have juniors and seniors are votable. I mean, there are already some seniors are can yep. vote. But juniors, some, I guess, sophomores might be. Now, sure. all of a sudden, these they have captive audience. It would be so easy to indoctrinate an entire generation. College, you have it somewhat of a captive That's audience. That's happening already. But, right, it, but, but at college, you kind of have that. But in high school, you're required by law to be in that class. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, though, I'd say most voters, the majority of voters over or out of school are less informed yeah. than those that would be in high school. True. Because, like, even my kids paid close attention to the elections because it was the topic they were talking about. It's current. It's news. They paid a lot of attention to it and were probably more informed on a lot of things than a majority of voters. But very one-sided one based off of whatever their instructor believes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but you take media. Yeah. So I don't know. It's... I don't agree. I don't think it should be 16 for voting. They should then pay full taxes as well at 16. And get their own oh. health insurance. Yep. I Sure, if you're voting. So, Well, if that's the case, if the insurance thing's the case, do they not, should they not be able to be on their parents for till 26? So then they can't vote till 26. Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> How about this? How about this? If you're on your parents' insurance, you're you on. can't vote. <laughs> I, How about that? There you go. And I get no to claim you as a age. dependent and take that child credit up to that point. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> no matter the age. I have, an, I have one more topic that I want to add. I'm just, uh -oh. I just want to pull the room. So now President Trump is working pretty hard to get funding pulled from Planned Parenthood again. Have you seen this? Like that came out today. Yeah, and and the reason his reasoning behind it, or his administration reason behind it, is because of the abortion thing. Okay, and so the idea is we're going to continue to fund healthcare for birth control, low income moms, whatever, but it will not go to a facility that performs abortions. Okay, so this is something that I saw a headline today. I still have yet to get this question answered, and maybe I really need to write some congresspeople, but I don't think I'm going to get it answered. No, I'm going to ask the question. If the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, mm -hmm. if the Affordable Care Act was designed to bring health care to everybody, and if you can't afford health care, 
then it is subsidized so greatly that you get health care essentially for free or highly subsidized. And agencies like Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood are required to accept that insurance. Why do they now need double funding so they're getting insurance that's subsidized and they're getting federal grant dollars on the backside to provide low-cost health health care? They're getting the the funding for Planned Parenthood and agencies like them never went down when the Affordable Care Act came out. And Planned Parenthood was getting money. Planned Parenthood was getting money because people couldn't afford health insurance. Well, if health insurance is now given to people that can't afford it, why do they still need the funding on the back end from federal subsidies? Are you confused? Yep. Why? Say that again. Okay. <laughs> Planned Parenthood and I was agen- going to say, are you confused? No. <laughs> <laughs> Planned, <laughs> Planned Parenthood and agencies like them, but we'll just use them because they're the best, biggest example. Prior to the Affordable Care Act, they received federal subsidies, federal grants, federal funding, whatever the format was, because they provided low to no cost health care for moms that couldn't afford health care. Right? That's what it was. It was basically That's well. That's what we're told, yes. It was basically welfare health care. And I'm not saying that because I'm putting anybody down. It would provide whatever health care for a woman that couldn't afford it. You could get an abortion, but you could also get birth control. You could also get a pap smear. It, they provided health care to women that couldn't afford it. Post-Affordable Care Act. Now, Affordable Care Act gets enacted. If I can't afford health insurance, I get health insurance subsidized, depending on my income, up to for free. So now I have health insurance. Only if you apply for it. If I don't apply for that, I don't have it. So then I have to go to Planned Parenthood or whatever to no, get it. I no way. Because, yes way. No, because plan uh, this <laughs> pisses me off. Because Planned Parenthood became required to accept health insurance. So if I can now get health insurance. You mean they they had to accept? They couldn't not accept health correct. insurance? Used to be, and that wasn't just Planned Parenthood, that was any healthcare facility. Used to be a healthcare facility could say, we don't take health insurance. Well, there became a penalty for not accepting health insurance. Oh, that's not what I'm saying, though. You know what I, let me finish my story. If I can get health insurance as a poor person, I and I couldn't afford it before, now I get it given to me for free. That was great grammar. Now it's given to me because I can't afford it. And I can use that health insurance to go to a clinic and pay for my birth control pills, my mammogram, my whatever. Why does Planned Parenthood still need money from the federal government on the backside to provide low-cost health coverage when it's given to them through the Affordable Care Act? You mean so the insurance should be paying the bill? Right. Oh, I know the answer to that. Why is it coming from both directions? Because they're still getting their funding on the back end and they're taking health care or health insurance. So ACA should have made Planned Parenthood obsolete. Not Planned Parenthood, or, but Planned Parenthood federal funding. Sure. And the reason sure. is, I think, see what you think about this, the ACA 
the amount of money that goes to Planned Parenthood through the insurance when somebody uses them isn't enough. They won't pay enough to keep them above board. So they get this stuff through the back door, which is, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I think that's but what But they shouldn't happens. have to go there right. even. But now. what I'm saying is but the now. But insurance isn't enough to, to make Planned Parenthood call it a hospital. They don't get enough. But I'm what I'm saying. That's Planned Parenthood's business problem. Then yeah. what I'm saying is, now that I have Affordable Care mm-hmm. Health Insurance, and the requirement in the Affordable Care Act is, it has to pay for birth yep. control. It has to pay for preventative care, yep. which is mammograms, Pap smears, gonna, all of that stuff. Ebola. It has to pay for that because it's considered preventative care. Pay so, for it. They don't. So, they pay. They pay a certain amount. That's not the point. My point is I can go to my clinic right here in town and get all of those services now. Yeah. Why does Planned Parenthood still need money on the backside? Well, they don't need it. But why, why they are they still get it? getting it? Yeah. They're double it's, dipping. It's yep. because it's uh, corrupt. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's... Unfortunately, well, that could be the answer for way too many things <laughs> that we're talking about. Well, I think it is. Um, you know, does anybody ever get a pay cut in government? No. U- usually not. Only when it shuts well, down. Well, even even budget cuts are not cuts. They're actually la- you don't get as much extra. Yeah, They're a cutting budget- the increase. A national budget cut means we're not going to increase as much as we increased last year. <laughs> right. Last year we increased the budget 10%. This year we're only increasing at 9.9. Mm-hmm. So and so th- that's a point it's a, it's a point 0.1 yeah. decrease. Yeah, it's no. a budget cut. Look how much we saved. <laughs> Anyway, I just I that's still kind From of the gets one who to writes me. budgets. Yeah. You talking to me? Yeah. I do. I know. <laughs> How much can we soak them for today? Yeah. All right. Well, you didn't answer my question. Well, cuz yes, it's corrupt. <laughs> that answer that answers that's the it answer. all. <laughs> there isn't a good reason why they still get it. Well, why do they get it? I don't know. Should they get it? I don't think so. But that's the that's I would be willing to have a conversation with a senator or congressperson that doesn't agree with me if they could just explain that intelligently. I wouldn't have to agree. I just want it explained. So if they agreed with you but they still couldn't do in, lay it out intelligently, it'd be okay? No. I don't want somebody to just agree with me. I want to know You're right. what's, what's the legislative reason why the money still gets funded to low-cost health insurance clinics when the Affordable Care Act was supposed to cover that through health insurance subsidies. But he, here's here's my thing that I think we're at a communication impasse. In order to utilize the ACA, you have to apply for it. It's not just given to you by default. True. Like you, I, I don't, if I need it, I don't just wander to the hospital and say, oh, I'm on the ACA. No, you're not. You didn't apply during I, open enrollment. I do not disagree with so you. So if I don't do that... I don't have health insurance, even though it's potentially free to me. I don't have it. Right. So I can't go. If if I go to Planned Parenthood, who's going to pay that bill? The ACA won't pay that bill because I don't have their insurance, even if I'm allowed to. So if I pay out of pocket, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know if they then have this slush fund that they're getting that they can cover me locally because they get this extra money from the government. I don't know. Then my thought, that's what that would cover. Cover. I have no clue so, if I'm even remotely right. So in that thought, then they built that in there for ACA to fail, the whole premise behind ACA to fail. 
Sounds like it. So what? But my would it not? So if we just want to go down that road, and again, this is somebody doesn't have to agree with me. But if I'm going to have an intelligent conversation with somebody that doesn't agree, that's fine. But then my my rebut to that would be, then instead of continuing to pour money into a low cost or no cost clinic. Why not when somebody shows up to the hospital and says, hey, I, I can't afford birth control and I'm not on ACA. Okay, no problem. Here, let us help you fill the form out and then we will get you the coverage that you need. But you can't do that the way it's built. It's built like insurance. You have a you very have a small window, window. to sign up for it. Yeah. So the, that's, my, that, that's it's a flaw. built to fail. Ab- yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I don't disagree but that's, one bit. That's one of that. the pieces I don't comprehend. Yeah. It's a massive, we're talking billions i think in the Probably. like in the it's billions like tens or or hundreds of billions that come in the back door of agencies like planned parenthood they're just the biggest or the most media the, covered yeah, the worst yeah okay but if we're talking money that's a huge pile of money that could be gone mm-hmm. gone it doesn't need to be there anymore it does because ask all the democrats it needs it needs to be there. It's not a Democrat thing though, because I'm not the smartest. I'm not the smartest guy out there. No, I'm and you Planned can't Parenthood. tell me that supporting Planned Parenthood not, is. But why a hasn't thing? this argument been discussed at the media level? There's a reason this isn't being discussed. You know and why? Because the media wants Planned Parenthood. There's no. It's they hate. They hate Trump. They love Planned Parenthood. Those are two truths <laughs> in our media right now. Fair enough. <laughs> True. All right. yeah. Facts don't matter. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. It probably has to. This <laughs> is the David Allen Show. Um, Jack, thanks for coming in. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having S- me. Sitting in our, our crazy. <laughs> I don't watch nearly enough news to be in this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? I don't watch a lot either. When, when Alan asked me about this, what, a week and a half ago, that's when I started reading headlines. And he got indoctrinated by the media. And here we go. One-sided garbage. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yes, yes. It was yes. informative. I, I learned a lot, and <laughs> I, I'm leaving with a few questions as well. So Fantastic. Good. Good. Don't text go, and drive when you He's going to go advocate for the, uh, for the <laughs> removal of Planned Parenthood funding. The removal of Planned Parenthood. Well, he probably would have done that anyway. And five, five, five G, everybody. Five G. He's gonna he's gonna throw away. I don't his... want hot testes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. We're on the interwebs, the iTunes Store. He doesn't like the Patriots anymore. <laughs> he didn't anyway. <laughs> I can respect him though. Hey, you He's, win that often. Well, man, yeah. Well, how, it's easy how, how when you cheat. This? Eight? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you cheat, no problem. <laughs> but when they do it so consistently well. Well, I heard there's now there's now this big push that Tom Brady shouldn't have to wait the standard waiting period to get in the Hall of Fame. No, well, that's dumb. Did you just put him in now? No. I mean, is, is that their thought? He's just so good. Well, if that's the case, should LeBron James? Ah, no, he lost the Lakers. So. That's beside the point. We didn't even read any fake news today. Weird. Yeah, but you know what LeBron James has that Tom Brady doesn't? Height. Well, yeah, that too. And different skin that color. And, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's yeah. got bigger feet. Uh, he was recruited as a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. There's that. And he got a $19 million contract out of 
high school. Was that more than Kobe Bryant got? with Nike? Because he was a high school. Yeah, he was also. Yeah. LeBron was much more. LeBron yeah. was the biggest Nike contract coming out of high school. Wow. I think it was the biggest contract. Well, I don't know about at the time. Jordan was probably more in his height, but or in his the top of his career. Hmm. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't it like 19 million coming out of high school. Can you imagine being an 18 year no. old high school? And you can't even drink. I know you can't even buy a <laughs> bottle. Man, that's where if somebody should be allowed to buy a case of beer, it should have been him. Come on. Who's gonna tell him no though? I don't know. Whoever wrote that texting and driving law in South Dakota? Genius. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later.